Hello and welcome to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendegger. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in. We're ready to go. Uh, shit, we could have done a whole podcast just on stuff we were just talking about off air, for goodness sakes. Yeah, um, Rob was yelling at me, and I was rallying on yeah, Rob. yeah. Mike apparently just has a affinity to hate Dusty Rhodes for some weird reason. Yeah, yeah. and Rob hates NBA basketball, so <laughs> regular season NBA basketball. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, you know, it's fine. Whatever. We have our flaws. It's okay. Um, we, I can't. We can't watch everything. Yes, you can. You're pretty damn close. <laughs> <laughs> As we were just talking yeah. about how I don't watch anything pre 2008 WWE. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's. I try. <laughs> I watch matches here and there. I can imagine Mike, you watching like a documentary, like on the AWA, and going, "This is the worst thing oh, I've ever terrible. seen." Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. I like honestly to the point where I understand like the Last Dance documentary was really good, yeah. But like ninety percent of it, I didn't care about because yeah. I didn't watch it live. Yeah. But like, I'm excited in like twenty years from now yeah. when they start making docu- like the like the Warriors documentary yeah, right. and all those. I'll be, like, I'll be like, okay, like. I watch these people, yeah. so now I'm invest. Like I'll be interested, right? Like when they make the Tom Brady, I'll be like half invested because <laughs> it's like halfway through. Are my you time. invested in the? This is this is fu- this is a fun one. This is local, right? Are you excited to watch the Barry Sanders documentaries coming out on Thanksgiving? I will be interested. I yeah. didn't know that was actually a thing. But yeah, I'll the bye bye Barry thing. Yeah, about his leaving. Yeah, and maybe I'd, yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah. Like I watched like the Bad Boys one, even yeah. though I wasn't. Yeah, live, obviously. alive, right. or the the I Go to Work either. Pistons or whatever. Yeah. Like both of those, I watch those and go. Those okay. are interesting, yeah. but like I think it helps when it's local ties, right? When it's yeah. your team rather yeah. than just like, oh, let's go talk about how great the Bulls were. It's like, yeah, I know, I got that. Yeah, right. everyone's told like, me. Oh, for let's the talk about the the seventies yeah. Lakers, and I go, I, I'm good. Yeah, I got it. They're awesome. It. Yeah, they were yeah. cool. Like the Celtics, got it. Whole whole decade of basketball ruined because no one else could win. Yeah, great. that's my that's my problem with documentaries. <laughs> if it's about people, I don't really have a yeah. like an attachment to. Yeah, even and that that goes with like wrestling documentaries. I know you're way more into those than I am because. Yeah. You, you you care more about the history and stuff on it. Yeah. Any of those like old, it's like let's talk about WrestleMania eight and how awesome. Even though it's yeah, not, but like they yeah, talk I about like example, those though. documentaries. Yeah. It's like I don't I, care. But if you talked about WrestleMania thirty five, yeah. like, I can ah, go. Oh, okay. I can I can I can get behind that a little bit. Yeah, I always enjoy, uh, WWE always did a really nice job, and they've kind of slacked off a little bit since the network became a thing. But WWE used to do a really good job of doing like the the individual guy documentaries, you know, like yeah. the edges and those kind of people. They always did a really, really good job of like doing their whole career arc. Same thing with like they did one on the AWA, they did one on the ECW Okay, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here just for a second before we actually get to the show. We are going to talk Michigan OSU. We're talking some NFL. We've got uh, AW Full Gear. We're talking Survivor Series. So that's going to come in a second. But I want to pivot just for a second because we're on this topic now. Um, WWE did a really nice job for a long time of doing these documentaries. If you have not watched, if you are a fan of Paul Heyman and what he's doing now with the whole you know Roman Reigns thing, and you're if, if you've just discovered Paul Heyman by either being the wise man or the whatever the hell he was called for Brock or whatever the, you know, whatever else. Um, I highly suggest, I, I mean, really recommend you guys go out and search the ECW documentary they did in 2005. I think it was um, right around that time, 2004, 2005 on the entire history of ECW. It is a phenomenal 
and I do mean phenomenal documentary um, produced by WWE. Got, you know, Taz, Tommy Dreamer, Rob Van Dam, all the guys talking about it, Paul Heyman especially. Um, they just do a phenomenal job. And those, you know, if you guys should, anything basically from, net, you know, the date, when was the network? That was WrestleMania 30, right? What year was 2014. that? 2014. 2014. So anything tw- pre-2014 in terms of WWE, like studio productions, like documentary stuff, I highly go back and watch, especially if, like, you know, one of your favorite wrestlers has one of them out because they did a really, really, really nice job for a lot of years on those, right? You know, whether it's the Triple H, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jericho, Edge, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, um, just so many really great documentaries that you can probably find either on Peacock. You probably find them on YouTube. Um, I really highly recommend them. They're 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 really fantastic. If you're a fan or you're a historian like I am in terms of the wrestling industry and the business and trying to understand how we got here and you know who paved the way and that kind of stuff, or if you're just a fan of a certain guy and you want to you know you know li- you know listen and learn about their entire career, their upbringing, and how they got to become your favorite. Um, I would highly recommend going out and doing that. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox now. Mike, we have the game. It is here. Michigan, OSU, we're here. It's here. I don't know what else to say. Um, But with the game comes a little bit of a caveat, right, as we kind of learned this week. uh, Our own one, Jim Reginald Harbaugh. I hope that's his middle name. It's probably not. Probably something stupid like Badger or something weird. But... Um, he is not going to be on the sidelines for this game, Mike. And all, Joseph. yeah, is it really? No, no, that's not good. Um, Harbaugh is not going to be on the sideline. He's accepted the suspension. They also fired their linebackers coach because linebacker coach tried to <laughs> cover up evidence, which is hilarious. Um, I have a feeling this is not completely over yet, but no. in the in the in the short term, mm-hmm. right? He's going to be. He served a suspension against Maryland. Michigan gets the win, thirty-one twenty-four, after playing with their food for about four and a half quarters. It felt like, um, and then you know he's not going to be on the sideline for the Ohio State game. Michigan's hosting OSU noon Saturday. Um, thoughts on Harbaugh missing this game? I mean, does, I, it, does it worry you? Does it do anything in terms of like? You know, would obviously you prefer to have your head coach, yeah, on the field clearly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not your coordinators. You don't have an interim play caller. You don't have yeah. any of that stuff happening. Yeah, I think I I would be more worried if you lost a coordinator for right. this if game. If Jesse Minner was gone, if Jesse Moore oh, yeah. was gone, and more of the defensive coordinator, yeah. Shamar Moore, I. His offenses are weird, so I don't I don't even know how I feel about those. He's just like, hey, but, listen, we're not going to throw a forward pass. Ever. Ever again. Um, but, yeah, I think I'd be way more worried if it was coordinator. I actually think him not being there gives, like, a weird sense of motivation that yeah. you couldn't get Plus if he was the there. World. Yeah. yeah, like, and listen, I know, like, everyone kind of makes fun of Michigan for that because they yeah. did it to themselves, yeah. but the players didn't do it to themselves. Right. players had nothing The players to do had nothing it. to do it. So yeah. they, as a player, they feel yeah. like as everyone's against them. Right. And I think that mentality of – um, us against the world as players, mm-hmm. and it's like we're gonna fight for our coach and Jim Harbaugh, yeah. whether you know right or wrong or whatever. Right. I do think gives a sense of urgency that the team might not have had if none of this came out and it was just a regular Ohio State Michigan game, two eleven and zero teams fighting it out. I think the added um, stuff that this brings for Michigan, I think, gives an, an oomph to this game yeah. a little bit. So I want to talk about from an Ohio State perspective here, and we're gonna break down the game here in a second, but. 
from an optics, okay, you're coming in now. Michigan has won in OSU, and they've won at home, right? This yeah. is back-to-back, right, for the first time in basically my lifetime. Um, yeah, since like 97 or something. Yeah, so I was three, okay. Yeah. Um, what does this game mean for OSU, especially because Harbaugh's not on the sideline? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the big talking heads that are, you know, the Colin Cowards of the world, right, are all in on this, like, so what are you going to do if you lose to them again mm-hmm. without Harbaugh, right? And, you know, there's a, yeah, obviously it's the biggest game of the year, a lot of trash talking, right? Everyone's everyone's at a fever pitch at this point, right, for the next week. Um, but, you know, what does it mean? Does it mean anything? Is it is it being blown out of proportion because, you know, once again, you still have your play callers intact and, uh, you know, Michigan's a very good football team. Um, from an Ohio State perspective, if you lose this game, if Ryan Day loses this game, mm-hmm. what are the implications? Is he fired? Which is, I still think, an asinine thing to do, but, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, is he on the hot seat? Is it a statement is it a bigger statement for michigan to go we can beat you here we can beat you in your house shit we just beat you without our own damn head coach on the sideline Mm -hmm. like what does it mean for osu if they lose this game and then furthermore what does it mean for the rivalry if osu loses this game yeah i mean the easier part to answer that is the rivalry i mean it's not necessarily a rivalry anymore. Yeah. Now it's like you own Ohio. Yeah, like yeah. you own Ohio. Like yeah. like Ohio State owned you for a really long time there <laughs> in the God. 2010s. Yeah. And it wasn't really a rivalry. Once yeah. you win three in a row against someone straight mm-hmm. up, it's like I, you can't beat us. Right. Like it's just and, – and, you know, it feels the same when we talk about the Lions a lot. Yeah. Right now, Seattle to the Lions. Yeah, it's, it's like, like whatever we like, do. Yeah. It's like whatever we do, <laughs> Seattle beats us. Right now, Seattle owns us. They beat us three times in a row. Right. Like back-to-back-to-back to back to back years, too. Right. So it's one of they those – They play next year, too. And they play <laughs> next year, too. Yeah, they do. They yeah. Play West. Um, so – yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things where it's like maybe a team just has your number. Right. You know, Cincinnati for a while against right. Kansas City, it's like they went 3-0 and until this most recent one, regular yeah. season, postseason. It's like right. Cincinnati is that weird team that just has Buffalo, your number. Buffalo, Kansas City, right? Buffalo, Kansas City. Kansas right. City has Buffalo's number. Yeah. But Buffalo just cannot beat Kansas City in the playoffs. Right. It's just how it is. For whatever There's reason. always that one team mm-hmm. that is just for some weird reason. The Giants and, Giants and Patriots. Yeah. Giants beat the Patriots twice. In the, it's just that one team where it's like, yeah. We can't beat you for some reason. I right. don't know why. Yeah. We just can't beat you. Yeah. And Michigan right now is on that path that they win this game where mm-hmm. it's like Ohio State can beat everyone. They're undefeated in the Big Ten for the last, like, four years yep. outside of the Michigan game yeah. or something crazy like that. Yeah, Ryan Day, I don't think, has a loss well, in the Big Ten as a head coach except to Michigan. Except to Michigan. So yeah. it's one of those things where he is so good until that one team you yep. just cannot beat, right. and that is Michigan for some reason. Yeah. Um. So what that means for him, I don't think it really it changes anything. Listen, if James Franklin can beat everybody <laughs> but Michigan, Ohio State, and keep a job, yeah. Ryan Day can beat everybody but Michigan, yeah. I think – his job should be pretty secure. Yeah. I mean, when your record is 44 and two and your two <laughs> is Michigan, I think it's a pretty good big 10 record to have. So yeah. and I'm glad you're saying that. Cause I agree with you wholeheartedly, uh, wholeheartedly, but you have some Ohio state fans out there that are like, no, you know, and it's the same stupid Michigan fan where I go, 
you know, they don't care about the rest of the schedule. You just have to beat Ohio State. And that's fair. I think it's a very short sighted sp- thought. Yeah, speaking as a Michigan fan, yeah. Mich- I mean, Harbaugh lost f- the first four straight to right. Ohio State, yeah. and we weren't necessarily calling for him no. through those four years because he was doing really well right. against everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan State with in- with including yeah. because I think Up they were out. two and two at that yeah. point, yeah. Um, and then two and three in the COVID year. Should have been at least three one because the problem with the snap yeah game. but but anyway. but anyway it was two and two and then ended up being two and three so he was yeah. having a rough stretch for michigan state and when you're doing bad against both rivals that kind of looks bad right. but when you're ohio state literally like i said it's like you're 44 and two yep. against everyone but michigan i mean if i was an ohio state fan yes i'd be annoyed that that's the team you can't get over the hump on mm-hmm. is your big rival yeah but i mean you could take the alternative get let him go try to bring in some random yeah, like right, whoever right, kansas right. Is head you, coach, go, or get? you yeah. go get someone <laughs> and they might be worse they might start losing to yeah. you know the rutgers yeah. of the world or you know penn mm-hmm. states of the world and if you start losing to those teams you're in a worse spot than what ryan day was in yeah i'd rather be in the spot where i can't just beat this one team but i can try to find a way rather than i'm questionable beating everybody else yeah too. that's where penn state's at penn state can't win a big game under james franklin yes. they can't, and it doesn't matter who the opponent is if it's a big game top 10 opponent they're not winning they're that not winning. game more yes. than likely right where ryan day has shown he can get ohio state ready right he's beaten good teams he's gone on the road and beaten good teams like Ohio State's a very good football team, right? So yeah. it's, it's literally just Michigan. Yeah, and it's, it's it's an interesting dynamic, right? Getting actually to the to the optics of the game, I want to start on the Michigan side. Um, I didn't actually watch Ohio State beat Minnesota. I just kind of assumed like you know gravity was a thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but watching that Maryland game, right? I and now you'll need to talk me off the ledge a little bit because I'm a little bit concerned going into this game. Okay, offense does not look good. That's Especially fair. the passing game. I am very concerned that they're going to try to be uber. Con- and, and now, listen, I had this exact same concern last year coming out of that Illinois game, yeah, and then J.J. McCarthy went, I'm here, and threw the big dick on the table and went, I'm the guy, and then Donovan Edwards shit down their throats. I yes. get that. But you're not as good a running team this year. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Straight up. You're just not. Yeah. And then, two, the passing game has not been there at times, or it's gone anemic at times. I still think J.J. McCarthy is going to be the best player on the field, um, you know, when they're offense and defense, right? I think Marvin Sanderson overall is probably the best player. But um, J.J. is your best player. You're going to have to get him going. What is your level of concern, if at all, with Michigan's offense against a good Ohio State defense? Mm-hmm. This is not a bad, this is not a Urban Meyer year where you go, okay, OSU's defense is 15th in the country. No, no, it's a good defense. Mm-hmm. Jim Knowles is still calling the plays. Um, thoughts at all on that matchup on Michigan's offense versus Ohio State's defense? Yeah, I, I'm not too worried. Okay. Um, I took these last two games. So the first, survive in advance? Kinda? Yes. Okay. The first nine games of the year, yeah. they put up 40-plus points, it feels like, in every single game. Yeah, I think they won every game by, like, 30 or something. Yeah, they won every game by at least 21-plus or something. Yeah. Like, none of them were close. Like, nope. I, I like. You take those, and then I think these last two mm-hmm. were. I think more importantly, the Maryland one was just survive. Oh, absolutely! I think, yeah, I that's think just, it was, just nobody get hurt. Everybody yeah. be cool, and we'll and we'll just skirt by. See, see yeah. you next week. Yeah. Um, I think the Penn State one was actually just a a statement one, yeah. where it was like you you think you have the best front four in the country. Right. Watch this, right. and they ran it thirty two times for a reason mm-hmm. to show you're not as good as you think you are right. and we're much better than you yeah. and we can and we can win that way okay um 
I, I I took the the Penn State one as a statement game, okay. and the Maryland one was let me just survive because last year right. against Illinois was the exact same situation. It was actually worse. Oh yeah, because they were losing because Edwards didn't play in the game at all, yeah. and then Blake Corm gets hurt yeah. and then is out for the year right. after that game. Yep. So you're down to your third string guy. That was really the epitome of survive. Yeah, right. Let me just, just get, get out of here, out of here yeah. with a win yeah. and let me get to Ohio State and then we'll game plan and see what happens. Mm-hmm. This one, they weren't in that much of dire situations. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had the lead the whole they time. They had the lead the whole time. Uh, it was a five-point lead most of the time, but yeah. they had the lead most of the time. Yeah. And and Maryland was playing from their own like five-yard line for like the entire Yeah, they played field half. position hard. Yeah. So, just like they did against Penn State. Penn State, so, yeah. Yep, 1,000%. I, so, offensively, I'm not worried. I think JJ will come to play like he always does, mm-hmm. and I'm not worried about Michigan's offense necessarily. Okay, I do think Ohio State's probably the best defense they're going to play this year, though. Yeah, agreed. And I'm a little bit worried too about their tackle situation. Back to back weeks, they have not had the best time. Now, granted, Ohio State does not have the Chase Young. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. They don't have the. They don't even have like the Baron Browning, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's very similar in a lot of ways. I feel like to Michigan's D line, where there's not necessarily that standout. Yeah, necessarily. they just have like five or six. Yeah, guys they just rotating through guys, and they're all really solid players. We'll all see them in the NFL probably at some point, right? Yeah. Um, but who has the edge in in your opinion in that between Ohio State and Mich- Ohio State's defense and Michigan's offense right now? Wh- what would you say? Because I'm having a hard time evaluating OSU's defense to an extent because even the teams, the good teams that they've beaten, similar to Michigan, I think, in a lot of ways, they're not good offensively. Penn State is terrible offensively, right? They just fired their offense coordinator. Notre Dame is not lighting up the scoreboard by any stretch, and then the rest of the Big Ten is garbage. So it's very hard for me to evaluate OSU's defense, just like it is for Michigan to an extent, because you're like, you're not playing Tennessee, who's known for putting up a bunch. You're not playing Ole Miss or Bama. You know, some of these teams that Georgia has had to step up and play. Mm-hmm. You're not getting that type of competition. So, in your thoughts from what you've seen, does Michigan offense have the edge or does OSU's defense have the edge? Yeah, I mean, that's a solid point. I yeah. think um, I still think Michigan's offense has the edge. Now, yeah. I, on the flip side, I think Ohio State's offense also has the edge okay. slightly. Yeah. Uh, getting there in a just, minute. Just but beat me to my point. It's fine. No, yeah, no, it's fine. But <laughs> I, I think they, I think both offenses have an edge because I think to your point, yeah. you don't defense, know. Defenses haven't been tested by right. anybody. Right. So it's one of those things where I guess Maryland's your toughest test mm. and they both were okay against Maryland. Like, yeah, it right. was like yeah. they both got carved yeah, up clo- a little bit. It was a close game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, both teams have had games where it was like, oh, this offense is kind of moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Like Michigan had the Bowling Green, yep. and then Ohio State has like Indiana randomly yep. puts up like thirty points, and you go, <laughs> why is that happening? <laughs> like it's like stuff like that where it's like they both have had bad games, yeah. but overall really solid defenses mm-hmm. that have not a lot of weaknesses. Right. So I-, I lean the offenses to have the edge in both because I've seen both offenses put up like. 50 points in games. Yeah, so I think I think a couple things here. Uh, number one, I do give Michigan's offense the edge just because I think of their balance, right? They, mm-hmm. they are extremely balanced. Um, you know, you've got playmakers on all three levels, whether it's the receiving core of the tight end group or the running back quarterback. Like, you've got you've got playmakers, right? You definitely have that. Um, on the flip side, though, I, I also agree with you. I think it's a closer, and maybe this is just the Michigan fan to me, I think it's closer Ohio State's offense and Michigan's defense than it is Ohio State's defense and Michigan's offense, mm-hmm. at least from the entire resume. Now, my concern with the way they've looked the last two weeks, absolutely. But overall, throughout the, you know, they're both of their resumes, right? I look and I go, 
okay, like Ohio State's had games where they've really struggled to score against bad teams mm-hmm. too, right? Where it's like, okay, this is, you know, you had a quarterback controversy there for a hot second before McCord kind of took over. Um, I think I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on keys to the game because I think Michigan, I think, has two clear standout people that they need to stop. And one, obviously, is Marvin Harrison, which I think is an obvious one. I think the other thing, though, is making Ohio State one-dimensional and having them throw the ball. Mm-hmm. If Travion Henderson, and I think he's the real key for Ohio State this week, if Henderson goes wild, Michigan loses this game. Mm-hmm. And not like Donovan Edwards for 255 yards, where got, but if, if Travion Henderson is carving them up for five, six yards to carry, Michigan will not win this football game. I think it is so important that they make Ohio State one-dimensional, I think they're going to have a plan for Harrison. You've got Will Johnson. You're going to have probably somebody over the top. I think they can I, I think they can mitigate the damage, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I do think, though, that if you're going to win this game, and Michigan's done a really good job of this against good running games so far, you have to be able to stop the run. And I know that's so cliche in football, but Travion Henderson adds a different level of dynamic to their offense when he's healthy and when he's not. Mm-hmm. He was not there for the game last year, if we remember, right? Like, he, w- he just wasn't, you know, he wasn't in the game very much, similar to Blake Corum. Um, I think that's the number one thing for Michigan to win this game is to stop the run and stop Travion Henderson. Thoughts on that before, you know, what's your kind of yeah. key to it, you know, for you? Yeah, that's that's not necessarily a, a, a mute point at all. Yeah. I think he is going to be a very big key factor to them. Yeah. I actually think... On the on the same side of the ball, yeah, I think stopping uh, Emeka Ibuka, yeah, I think sure. is also yeah. going to be something uh, kind of something you don't talk about because he hasn't been healthy. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think he is someone who because everyone's going to focus on Marvin Harrison mm-hmm. like to a to a T. I think a really good plan would be to put Will Johnson just one on one on him yeah, and lock see him how, down. And, and see how that goes. Yeah, kind of do the the Patriot the, thing, the weird Patriot <laughs> Seattle thing where yeah. you put the your best corner on the second guy. Yeah. And then you put Cade Wallace on Marvin Harrison with the safety help kind of idea. Yeah. Just so it's one of those things where it's like, okay, Will Johnson is probably one of the best corners in college football. Right. Let him show why he right. is by right. locking down, not Marvin Harrison. Cause I don't think anyone can one-on-one no. do anything. Well, on it's him. just, it's impossible. It's just so yeah. hard, yeah. but have him lock down the number two guy there. Yeah. I think would really show a lot. Yeah, for sure. Flipping it back to the, you know, Michigan offense versus Ohio state's defense. I think offensive line play is going to be key for them, mm-hmm. right? And and what I mean by that is is you have to be able to give JJ some time. I think the last two games, especially that Penn State game, right? It was it was concerning, you know, you know Barnhart or whatever the hell the right tackle's name is. He was having a rough go, right? And I think Michigan smartly pivoted and went, "All right, screw this. We're just going to run the ball, play defense, and we'll be okay." Um they're going to have to give J.J. a little bit of time. And I think that, coupled with, I think, more than anything, getting J.J. in rhythm early, I think, is going to be so huge. They did such a great job of that last year of, hey, you know what? Ohio State goes right down the field and scores. Okay, and then we have a big play to Cornelius Johnson for a touchdown. You got that big play. You got him in rhythm early. You got him playing with confidence. And then after that, it was, okay, we're just going to take over this game. Um, do you have a key matchup? Do you have a key player, whether it's Ohio State's defense, Michigan's offense, from that side of it where you go, okay, this is a player to watch. This is a key, you know, our offense versus their defense. Yeah, I like the uh, 
I think Roman Wilson obviously is the one everyone's going to key on yeah. if you're looking from the Ohio State perspective. Yeah. I think um, I think Cortland Loveland yes. as a tight end yes. is going to be very important. Yes. I think they should use him more in helping chip with the ends yes. and getting the tackle a better advantage point on mm-hmm. his blocks. Because mm-hmm. like you saw against Penn State, right. he tried to really one-on-one Barnhart and yeah. the outside guy, yeah. and he was just eating him alive. Yeah. I think getting a nice chip before routes, at least mm-hmm. early on, just to get to the point of like, you're not just going to walk right in on us every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah. It will be something that's big. And just him in the pass game, I think he's a big mismatch for a lot of linebackers because he's so fast. Yeah, right. I think he's very athletic, mm-hmm. and I think he comes from that spot with a linebacker on him. He could turn into like your Mark Andrews type player Absolutely. where he's just such a mismatch yeah. with his speed and agility, with his size, that it's just like, how do we guard this guy? And I think that yeah. could be, come into the Absolutely. I'm fascinated on how this is going to look. Ohio State does not have that premier quarterback right now, right? Mm -hmm. It's the first time in a long time you're not looking at this guy and going, oh, okay, so he's going to be a top five pick in the draft, right? So um, even though I know Fields went later, but point being, right? Um, How does Ohio State win this game? Um, I think they win with their pass rush. I think they make Michigan one-dimensional in the run game mm-hmm. and then, like, slow that down enough where yeah. they don't score points. Mm-hmm. And then on the offensive side, they scheme Marvin Harrison to have a big game. Yeah. Okay. All right. How does Michigan win this football game? Um, they get a lead early, and they do the Penn State ground and pound and hope that they <laughs> don't lose. Yeah, I am – I'm really fascinated on the scheme, the, uh, the the approach that Michigan is going to take offensively this year, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, OSU two years ago, they bring in Jim Knowles, like, okay, we're not going to let them do that again. Yeah. And then proceeded to let Michigan do that again. So I know they're going to be looking at it, but this is a different Michigan offense. They are more dynamic through the air than they have been in years past. They've been willing to throw the football, not the last two weeks, notwithstanding. Um I'm I'm interested to see the level of I'm gonna say the word discipline, but mm-hmm. I think it sometimes it comes out as stubbornness to yeah. Michigan side of well we're gonna run the ball and I go I get that but also like your best players JJ McCarthy throw the damn ball do we now it's not gonna come out or anything yeah do we think JJ's hurt no I think they are I think they've been honestly more than anything I think it's more of a situation of. We're trying to avoid him getting hurt. Yeah. Well, and I always well, say he that did because, have that limp in the so the Penn State, State game, game he had a limp, yep. and then he had a limp against Maryland too. Yeah. It yeah. was like a worse limp mm-hmm. where I'm like, I wonder if there's a point where they don't, maybe they don't trust the offensive line yeah. to block for him or I, something yeah. where they don't want him to get hit too many times because mm-hmm. they don't want him to like mm-hmm. hit an injury that's kind of there, right. but isn't like keeping him out oh. and he's practicing probably doing all that but maybe there's like a lower body injury that's like and that's why he's not running a lot himself either because yeah. normally you get a lot of the read options mm-hmm. or design runs for him yeah. you didn't get that a lot in the last two games like we talked about in the Penn State one yeah. the one design outside run right. that was like 15 yards you're right. like why isn't he doing that more oh he got up and limping and you're like yeah maybe right. that's something to do with it yeah I'm, I'm interested, like I said, I, I think that and we had the very similar discussion not on the injury front but about him coming out of the Illinois game last year where you're like, can he make the throws, right? Mm-hmm. I think we've been proven that he can make the oh, throws. Oh, he can absolutely make the you throws. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but to your point, right, It's I, I felt like it was more of a situation of how do we just, okay, the Penn State game is going to be the, hey, we're going to come out and we're going to win this game for Jim Harbaugh, right, because of all the bullshit. Yeah. This, the Maryland game very much felt like, hey, because at one point they were up like 17 or 19 or whatever the hell, and then they played prevent, and they went, oh, crap, I guess we got to play defense again. And then, you know, they mm-hmm. shut it down. Um, 
this it very much feels like to me I I don't know what they're going to do in terms of how they're going to attack this defense because they are a more proficient passing team than they have been in years past. They have the best quarterback on the field. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that I've been able to say that in a game against Ohio State in ever. Mm-hmm. Like legit. Like even last year you'd make the argument, okay, Stroud's better, right? Yes. Like and obviously he's going to be rookie of the year in the NFL, right? Like didn't have the best game for him personally, but Stroud is objectively better in that mo- in that point in time. This is not the case this year. You have to be the better player. You mm-hmm. have to be the better offense today or on Saturday. I'm I'm really interested. I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. Often, mm-hmm. and maybe that's a good thing that you don't honestly, you know, think that okay, well, they're just going to try to run the ball for you. I mean, in a perfect mm-hmm. world, they never throw a pass and rush yeah. for 500 yards and they and win they the game. Yeah. But I just don't see that as as a thing. But at the same time, I don't look at Ohio State's defense and I go, okay, well, if you're going to try and shut the run, I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not concerned with anybody in the secondary either. Where I go, we, we match up fine, mm-hmm. you know. I'm, I'm fascinated on how offensively what they're going to look like. Yeah. JJ's going to have to use his legs though for sure, or else it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be a tough time. Okay, prediction. Give me a score. <laughs> Who wins? Uh, well, I have Michigan winning. Okay. Uh, such a, such a. Stand. <laughs> what a stand, man. Uh, I picked them the last two years to win, so we're going to go, we're gonna go three. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we're going to hit a solid, like, uh, it's going to be kind of low scoring. There's no way they pop it off for 30 each. I can't imagine. Oh, 30 each? Oh, yeah. God. Well, maybe one of them hits, like, maybe it's like a 31-24 deal, but I was like, I don't think it's like 38-35 or something. No. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be amazed. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at more like a 24-20. 24-20 Michigan. That means they won't cover, which would be sad, but yeah. they won't. What's the, what's the line right now? Uh, five and a half? Really? Six and a half? That's interesting. That's a weird line, five. Let's see. Let, me make, let me make sure. That's, that's what I think it was at. Um, I, I'm having a tough time, Mike, on this game. I am. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not shocked. No. You've it, had a tough time. Well, well, here's the thing. Well, because they hadn't shown it to me, right? Yeah. So, th- But this year's different. Here's why I'm concerned is because I think Michigan's the better team, okay? Mm-hmm. But Michigan's also Michigan, and they do this stupid thing a lot of times, and this goes for their basketball, it goes for their football. When they are when they go against teams they're supposed to beat, they, they, they lay an egg, mm-hmm. okay, in big games. It's like the Michigan thing. I know Michigan fans don't like to hear that, but just go back and look at that TCU game. You definitely should have won that game, and you gave it to them on a silver platter. Yeah, so it started yeah. off at five and a half, six and a half. It's actually dropped down to three and a half on FanDuel. That's a better line. So, yeah, take it as um, you will. Yeah. Um, I think Michigan's a better football team than Ohio State is. I do. I think they're a better team. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to beat them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's my concern is I just – and maybe this Harbaugh thing, to your point, is – helping kind of quell that like oh we're unstoppable feeling and it's more of a unifying like hey it's us against everybody so we got to do this to prove blah 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 and i hope that's the case um i just have a hard time picking them in a situation where i go you're the better team you're supposed to come out and i'm worried they're just going to come out and they're going to come out flat and they're going to come out flat they're going to get behind early and then it's going to be a struggle to your point where they got to be one-dimensional but all that being said, I guess I'll take Michigan and then look like a jackass. Nobody blames me when they lose on Saturday because I picked them. <laughs> um, I'll pick Michigan. I'm going to say Michigan 31, Ohio State 21. Mm. 
So they cover in your mind. I think they cover. I like I'm how you say, said three and a half. That sounds about right. Let me give well, them a 10-point well, no, no, well, no, I mean, like, from a, from because, a, like, five and a half, like, that's the one where you go, okay, we don't really know what the hell we're going to be looking at here. Three yeah. and a half, it's like, okay, maybe they haven't looked great, so we're going to Yeah, I mean, three bit. and a half, realistically, they're saying I, Michigan yeah. at home is three-point. Neutral field, it's, it's dead it's even. It's dead even. Yeah. And Ohio State's a three-point if they're in Ohio State. I go, yeah. yeah, okay. And the reason why I have it as a 10-point win is I think it's a situation of, okay, Michigan gets a, gets a lead, right, gets a touchdown lead. Ohio State does something. Maybe they go for it on fourth down. Michigan can't convert it. They kick a field goal, go up two scores, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how we end it. It's uh, not necessarily a Michigan dominance thing. It's more of a game scenario where Michigan goes conservative on a, like a fourth down stop. Mm-hmm. They run it three times, burn some timeouts, kick a field goal, go up by two scores, sure. and that's kind of how it ends. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really fascinated, though. It's a big one. This is really all for the marbles, right? It's either they're going to, you know, go into the Big Ten Championship or your season's basically over. So guess we will find out. Um, I mean, every game from now on for most teams, it's yeah, you win or, win, or, win or you're out. Yeah. So. Yep, a thousand percent, no doubt, no doubt about it. Um, before we get to all out or not all out, uh, full gear and uh, Survivor Series, I do want to hand on a quick NFL topic, Mike. Um, you know, it, it seems like every single time we talk about the NFL, the next week everything decides to explode and everybody starts to fall off cliffs. So let's talk about it some more. Um, Joe Burrow out for the season. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen forgot how to play quarterback. And so, and instead of everyone going, hey, Josh, stop turning the ball over, they go, hey, Ken Dorsey, you're fired. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Man, awful. Sucks. Just the worst. Damn it. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Sean Watson, he gone. He's out for the hey, year. Goodbye. Baltimore Ravens figure out, oh, we're the most unstoppable team ever until we play Cleveland for some weird reason. Um, a lot of up and down, right? Especially it feels like in the AFC. NFC's kind of been pretty consistent, I feel like, yeah. throughout. I feel like right part. now you could lay a really nice bet on the seven teams making the playoffs. Yeah. And you'd be pretty spot on. Yeah. Outside right. of maybe the NFC South yeah, winner. Because right. they're all terrible. I, I, yeah, and they're all kind of the same, it yeah. feels like. Yeah. The other six teams, yeah. I'm very confident. I could just be like, here's my slip. Yeah. Here are the Eagles, six teams. Niners, Lions, uh, Seattle, Minnesota, and... Cowboys. Oh, yeah, Cowboys. Thank you. I'm like, I'm missing a team from the Eagles. Yeah. Those are the six? Yeah. And then there's After the that, NFC go, South team. Yeah, you go... Which one of you garbage teams loses the wild card? <laughs> loses to Dallas. Loses to Dallas in the wild card. Yeah, I mean that's just, like NFC is just written the story. We can just yeah. we can skip to the playoffs if you yeah, want. Absolutely, it feels written outside well, and, of seating. And that's why I want to bring this up because, as you guys noticed, I didn't talk about any NFC team in that entire little spiel there because we went into the season thinking, man, Burrow, Allen, Tua, Rogers, uh, Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar. Deshaun Watson. I just named half of the damn teams in the damn conference with quarterbacks that you can pinpoint and go, okay, they're they're gonna be good or better or whatever. And now once again, for some unholy deal with the devil, it feels like, well, Mahomes is alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, um, he made a deal with the devil. Yeah, he, he has he to, had have. to have. But so looking at this, right, the AFC is a total shit show. Mm-hmm. Because you look at it and you go, okay, Jets are just the defense is like, any help at all offense? No? Okay, cool. Um, Cincinnati doesn't know how to handle injuries, clearly, and everyone's exploding. You know, Deshaun Watson, yeah, that's, you know, but Cleveland's their defense, once again, right? Trying to make them survive. Baltimore looks unstoppable. Then they, you know, talk to me. Jacksonville? Look, yeah, you know what Jacksonville. The, you want to hear the craziest stat that I didn't believe? Okay. Until I looked it up this week. Was it just how bad they looked against the Niners? <laughs> no. But that, that, was <laughs> that was bad. bad. That was a bad day. If I told you yeah. Justin Fields has more touchdown passes than Trevor Lawrence, would you believe Shut me? Shut the front door. Justin Fields has 11. Okay. Trevor Lawrence has 9. Are you serious? With the same amount of interceptions. 
holy shit. Yeah, right? I, I, I saw the stat come up. After I guess the ETN nine- was sniping. He ETN went on a two touchdown bender. Yeah, he was like, like doing really games. well. Yeah. But I was just like, I saw the stat on right after the Jags yeah. game ended, and yeah. I went, no, I don't believe it. Yeah. And I looked out, I went 11 touchdowns for yeah. Justin Fields. Well, you want to look at another one. Like, Russ is like 18 and four right now. Yeah. For Denver. For, t- for touchdowns yeah. and interceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I mean, he's still terrible, but yeah. it's not necessarily the worst in the world. It was either. just, it was like, <laughs> those are just some of the ones where I was just like, it doesn't just, yeah. it doesn't feel like it, but they're playing either too yeah. terribly or kind of well. This, this AFC conference has turned into a, into a nightmare. Even Kansas City, you lose to Denver. Yeah. What do you want to, yeah, let's run through the, so yeah. as we said, so the, so the NFC, we can name you the seven teams in the playoffs. Pretty much. Pretty hard. I'm going to say the Saints are going to I think so too, just based on the fact that Atlanta seems hell bent on ruining their own season. Yeah, and and he, then everybody else is here's terrible. Here's the AFC. I'm going to name you. Honestly, one through fourteen and their okay. records. Okay, it's insanity. Okay, so the Chiefs are seven and two, and they're number one right yeah. now. Baltimore's eight and three. Baltimore's played two more games than Kansas City has. Yeah, which is wild because they've had a bye yeah. and then they play on Monday. Yeah. So like they've already right. played two more games than them, which is crazy. But Kansas City seven and two. Baltimore's eight and three. Jacksonville six and three. Miami six and three. Steelers are six and three. Oh god. Cleveland six and three. Houston's five and four. <laughs> Indianapolis is five and five. The Raiders are five and five. The Bengals are five and five. Buffalo's five and five. The Chargers are four and five. The Jets are four and five. Denver's four and five. Good God. So in a two game stretch, Denver could go from fourteen to six. If they just win <laughs> just two and other two stuff and happens. Yeah. It's wild. That's how cl- that's how close the AFC is. I couldn't yeah. tell you who's going to be. Well, the, the, it, it, the here's team the thing, today. right? Because you look at it, and this is the and this is funny, right? You look at I, I look at the Eagles as the one team where you go, there's not a glaring weakness on this team, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you can probably put, yeah, I think you put Kansas City in that mix too. I'll, I'll give you that one, right? Every other team you can point to and go, mm, there's a problem yeah. there, right? There's something about it where you go, that's what's going to stop you from winning a championship, right? Yeah. Um. This AFC conference, though, went from being, okay, well, who are the best quarterbacks? We'll just put them in the playoffs. To, okay, you're even seeing good quarterback play. It's not even necessarily a bad quarterback play. It's just like everyone decides to take two weeks off in their midst here outside of Kansas City and go, okay, well, I guess we're just going to lose a couple. Like, there's no reason the Chargers should be 4-5 and five mm-hmm. right now. There's no reason why Cincinnati and Buffalo should be 5-5 five and five or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. But to your point... What I, I guess the question is, what the hell is happening? What what is what do you think is the is the re, is the overarching reason outside of well, it's the NFL. We have parity, blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, because like you, no one can tell me right now that the Raiders are a good football team. No, they're just not. And they're, they're not, and they're a game out of yeah. being the sixth seed. Exactly. Um, you know, like if you're telling me right now who wins the game, uh, the Raiders or Buffalo, I'm gonna go. Okay, Buffalo wins that game. But do they? You know what I do? You know what I mean? uh, on Monday Night Football, you yeah. go Denver or Buffalo, who wins? Yeah. You go Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, Denver won. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Despite Buffalo actively trying to give you the football game. Yeah. Good God. 12 men on the defense is a crazy on that last kick. If, if Josh, Off of a timeout. I, hold on, wait for it. Josh Allen just threw another interception. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's dependent on the team. I think every team... I think the overarching thing that I mean, the Jets are the only one I can go specifically. Okay, injuries, clearly. And Cincinnati now. Now, yeah. I think overarchingly, I think everyone is trying to trying to play perfect Mm -hmm. to keep up with the Chiefs. Yeah. And trying to play perfect loses you games. Yeah. I really think that's kind of what boils down to. And each team has an individualistic reason why. Like Josh Allen, for example, 
I think I think he's, Sean McDermott's going to be on the hot seat. I do too. But I think he is trying to be play hero ball mm-hmm. for sixty minutes every single game. Mm-hmm. When realistically, all you need to do is check down, check down, check down, find open guys. Mm-hmm. Oh score. look, Diggs is one one on one. Yeah, yep. Diggs is one on one. Hit him. But like, I think everyone since that playoff, the, the maybe the best playoff game I've ever seen against the Chiefs back in yeah. Gabe Davis is still cashing checks off that one. Yeah, game. he is still cashing <laughs> checks off that one game. But I think off of that one game, Josh Allen hasn't change his gear from I have to yeah. score every single drive or else we're yeah. going to lose. He's regressing. He is regressing because of that. Yeah. Like he has to understand like third and 19. Yeah. It's okay to throw a screen and go yeah. three and out. Yeah. It's like, you know what? You they know what? We, 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 we lost yeah. this drive. Yeah. We'll come back the next drive. But yeah. instead on third and 19, let me just throw this zip right through four defender. Oh, it's intercepted again. Yeah. And now right. they get the ball instead of punting it onto their side. They get the ball hour yeah. 25 <laughs> and they're guaranteed three points at least like right. it's things like that and a lot of teams are going through that because they're trying to play perfectly mm-hmm. because they want their record to try to have a home game against the chiefs in the playoffs mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. miami's trying to play perfect everywhere and they play a good team and yep. they play really conservative because they're like we can score 28 oh maybe we can't because right. this defense is good right and then they lose like i think it's overarchingly who a lot of we got to try to keep up. Who, again. who are your contenders? Who are your legit threats to a Super Bowl? Right, I have two, right now. I have yeah. two. I've got Kansas City and I've got Baltimore. And the only reason in the I'm AFC saying, side, yeah, in the, just the AFC, just the AFC. We, we've already established the NFC is kind of like mm-hmm. it's. I'm going to say conservatively, it's probably a two-team race between San Francisco and Philadelphia. You want yeah. to throw another team in there, go for it. I know Lions fans want it to be there. Talk to me in two weeks if they're nine and two, then we can have that discussion. Yeah. Um, but. On the AFC side, I think Baltimore, despite the loss to Cleveland, which I felt was kind of like how Michigan played against Maryland, like you kind of played with your food a little bit too long, and then it came back and bit you. Um, I think Baltimore has looked phenomenal pretty Mm -hmm. much throughout the whole season because Lamar, I think, is like MVP Lamar again. And obviously Kansas City is Kansas City. I don't know of another team after that in the AFC that I am supremely confident can make that run. Yeah, I think the hard part is... I would agree with you. Those are the yeah. two teams I would openly bet to make the Super Bowl right. from the AFC side. Right. I wouldn't be confident in betting yeah, yeah. anyone else. Yeah. But a team like Buffalo, yeah. they could can rattle off five wins because in a row. Josh Allen is good enough to do it. Yeah. He just makes the last like Miami's offense is so crazy yeah. that in any game they could go up against Kansas City and put up fifty if they wanted to Absolutely. because their offense is so explosive. Um, I would say those are the two teams I would feel confident in. But I think. Um, like like I said, Miami and Buffalo yeah. are probably the only other two teams. Yeah. I was thinking like Jacksonville's not there. I think I don't think they're playing well necessarily with I their think record. It's a struggle. It's right a struggle now. to get to six mm-hmm. and three or whatever they're at right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, um, they're struggling right now. And then like the Chargers, I think are too far out of it. Brantley sucks. Yeah. Um, Joe, I would have said Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, but you know Joe Burrow out is here's tough. the thing, right? Cincinnati's weird, right? Cincinnati goes in. Goes and plays San Francisco and dominates San Francisco. I mean, thoroughly Joe Burrow went, I'm having my way with you today, and Mm -hmm. that's what's going to happen. And then you follow it up and you go, what the hell is happening? Now, the injury, you know, happens, it happens. But, like, it wasn't going great before that either. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, in fairness, (laughs) the touchdown he got hurt on, which I think he came into the game hurt, they took the lead on that throw. Like, he throws a touchdown, takes the lead, and then gets hurt. So it wasn't looking great, but you're playing Baltimore and you have a lead when you go out. So Is, Is there a team that you're looking at right now? And the one that sticks out is New York Mm -hmm. of like, okay, if Rodgers 
can come back and they're in the hunt, right? We just got that report out earlier that he's targeting Christmas Eve, right? Which, oh boy. Um, is there a team, though, in the AFC side where you go, this team needs to still be looked at, right? Because I do think there's some teams. Like, unfortunately, I don't think the Chargers are, are going to make that run, mm-hmm. right? I think Jacksonville is probably still a year away. I mm-hmm. don't know what's happening with their offense. It's very not great at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I think Lawrence is kind of getting into the Josh Allen thing a little bit, especially getting that San Francisco game. It looked like he was pressing a little bit. But is there a team for you where you go, Record may not be there yet, but is definitely a team. Is that the Miami? Is that the Buffalo that you're kind of referencing? Yeah. I mean, I do think so. The Jets, if Rodgers does come back and they have a relatively decent record and they have a shot at the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I think could be dangerous. I think Buffalo could be dangerous because I think they have the pieces to be. Um, I think if Cleveland has a quarterback play that's average. Yeah. Could be dangerous because their defense is so awesome that, like, there's a lot of games where I'm like, they probably could score 17 and win. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just need a quarterback that can get them there. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if. Yeah. Um, who they who they drafted, who they're going to be starting now right. is going to be able to do that, but without like PJ Walker, I think right now. Well, because I think it was like the the kid the from Dorian the, Robson, yeah, Dorian Robinson, Robinson Thompson, or yeah, or um, DTR, DTR. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be him. And without Nick Chubb and without yeah. some weapons there, it's like I don't know if I trust the offense enough. Yeah. But the defense is there to to kind of pick up the slack. A absolutely, bit. absolutely. Yeah, I just I just thought it was crazy that you look at you know we thought okay you know and you even see teams like Pittsburgh right. Here's my concern with the AFC right is teams like Pittsburgh are going to make the playoffs yeah. and then it's going to be a shit show because it's finally going to come to roost that oh you're not very good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, like that's what good I think lord. I'm, that's why like going into these playoffs, I know yeah. we always talk about how the AFC was what has Looks. a lot more loaded teams. Yeah. I'm more excited for the NFC playoffs. Yeah. Cuz right. I think all of those games like I think could be good. I think there are more contenders to make the Super Bowl from the NFC side even though yes. I think I think yes. the Eagles might be the tip at the top. Yeah. I do think you can make the argument for the Lions, the Niners, yeah. the Cowboys and the, the Seahawks yeah. Yeah. to all legitimately make a run. challenge. Yeah. And so you have 5 of the 7 on the AFC side like you said. I think there's two teams yep. that and I then feel it's a whole bunch of and the same. And then there's a lot of like I Buffalo, if everything worked right, could. Miami, if they got a lot of home games, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. But like there's a lot yeah. of if, ands, or buts about the AFC teams. Right. So right. I'm not ex- I'm not excited to watch Jacksonville the Steelers. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm much more excited. I'd be much more excited to watch the Saints and Cowboys. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So yeah. Just, no, just no I, I agree with you a thousand percent, right? It's weird. We went into the season thinking, man, this AFC is just gonna be like, how do you yeah. make the playoffs? Like the, the AFC, AFC is gonna be like, oh, we're gonna get Herbert, yeah. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, all yeah. these guys. And it's like, oh, we're gonna get Kenny Pickett, Dorian Thompson, Vinny, and <laughs> maybe CJ Stroud's gonna be in and there. And somehow, some way, you know, you're gonna have that team make that run against the Chiefs and Chiefs are like, Oh, thank God, the underdog one. Yeah. Cool. We're just gonna coast Seriously, on in. The Steelers in. are gonna upset Miami in the first round and go, All right, so our first round is gonna be against the Steelers and oh, then we're gonna no. play and then we're gonna play yeah. like um, I, I, Trevor and, Lawrence and the yeah. Jags in the championship right. game. Yep. Great. I'm gonna go, Oh, the easiest walk again. <laughs> Eagles are like, So wait, hold on. We gotta play the Cowboys and then we and then we gotta play the Niners. Yeah, the Niners. Shit. <laughs> and then the Chiefs are like, we got the Steelers and Jags? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm going to go, How, what deal did you guys make? Yeah. And can no, the can... Lions make that same deal? Ah, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, it's really fascinating, though, kind of how it, it, it's shaken out for sure. I just wanted to kind of talk about that because we talked about the AFC being so loaded. You're like, how the hell are you going to make it the, the playoffs in the AFC? And then you go with, 
Yeah, but it's also kind of the same statement of how are you going to make the playoffs, but it's not because you're all good. It's all because you're all hovering around average. Yeah. It's it's very weird. I mean, from four, three yeah. or four to like 14, yeah. it's six and three to four and six. And then there's New England. <laughs> and then there's New England and Tennessee that are right under that. Yeah, exactly. Where the yeah. NFC side, yeah. Vikings are the seventh seed at six and four, and then the drop-off is like Tampa Bay at like three wins. Yeah. Like there's a drop-off to where, all right, you guys are not making it anymore. How crazy. crazy! I didn't realize until last weekend that Tampa hadn't won a game since they played the Lions. They lost the Lions. Yeah, the they, last they were three lost, or four. and I was like, "Oh God, geez, we're just breaking everybody here. Yeah. Fire, getting coaches fired, and everything yeah. else. Breaking team spirits here. College teams are trying to hire our head coach because Texas A and M's like, we're going to pay Jimbo Fisher eighty million dollars to not coach here. How do I get that gig? I will if somebody wants to pay me to not coach at your in- university school." Recreational team, little league team. My DMs are open. <laughs> just I'll join in on just that. Just throwing that out there. Me and Mike will actively stay away from your uh, organization, your organization. For fifty million dollars. Exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll take fifty thousand dollars. I'll take ten dollars in a ham sandwich if that means you're actively mm-hmm. got Dang. that income coming in. Yeah. Um, all right, let's shift focus a little bit. We got uh, Survivor Series and AEW full gear to go over. Let's are we going to do Survivor Series first because it's four matches and we don't care. It's five matches and oh, I'm we sorry. don't care. Excuse me. Excuse me. Five sorry. matches. Yeah, let's get through this five, quickly. Five please. matches and we don't care. Cuz good lord. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Uh War games. War games. Uh, yeah. So a match that you told me about last night while we were at full gear happens <laughs> yeah, is yeah. uh Carlito and Santos Escobar. How could you forget? I had a storyline uh, going. Yeah, my bad. It's a main event anywhere in the world, damn it. Yeah. It on would, the C-Towns. Uh, <laughs> on the CW, maybe. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, boy. That's something we didn't talk about, oh, but boy. Like, we don't need to. Yeah, well, we can probably talk about it next week, potentially, and how the NWA is stupid, but it's fine. That's fine. Good Lord. Yeah, one of us hates the NWA. The other one doesn't even know what the NWA I hate is. The, dude, it's so bad. I Honestly, I, I, I we'll get to this Survivor Series in a second. I'm willing to bet money. So if anybody from the NWA is actively listening to this show, which if you are, welcome. Thank you for welcome to, you know. We will never talk edition. about your show, by the way. No, never. It's terrible. However, I'm willing to bet a lot of money that you and I together, with the equipment in this studio, could make a better produced television show than NWA Power. I'm willing to bet everything I own on that statement because it is so garbage on so many levels. Because you know why I know this? Is because I tuned in. Because they said, hey, new season, we're going to like make, you know, we're making some improvements, okay? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, good. We're going to get, you know, entrances, theme songs, um, promos in front of people. Um, not having that random walkout where you go, introducing the NWA National NWA Champion, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just silence for 10 seconds before they walk out. And everyone goes, hooray for the six people who know the hell this person is. Um. Yeah, the match is actually giving a shit. Um, the qual- in-ring quality not being from 1964, that would be great, too. Um, and maybe having champions that people actually give a shit about. All of those things could be solved in a matter of about 48 hours, mm-hmm. and they just refuse to do it. Following up by reading a report yesterday that the NWA and Billy Corgan are going to make budget cuts because apparently... Billy's been funding this whole thing because they can't get on television. Mm-hmm. Shocker. I don't know why. The product is so, so good. And now they're going to make cuts to the production. I don't know how you can make cuts to production when there's no production quality to begin with. You know, it is awful. I don't, so I don't know. 
It's you, the AEW video game in real life. And well, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that when Good you said the entrances because that's how their entrances are terrible. You know what? You know what promotion I've been kind of a fan of recently. What? It's called uh, DPW. Yeah. Deadlock Pro yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. It got Chris me, Danger. Yeah, Chris Danger yeah. got in yeah. there. So yeah, yeah. I, I went to watch that match. Yeah. I didn't get to it yet. But yeah. he um, got the shit kicked out. That's what I heard. So yeah. I'm excited. But I'm more invested in that than I am the NWA. I, I'll, I'll make one better. The non-Harpo's produced GCW shows. Like when they go to like at, like the ballroom place, you know, yeah. that they do. Or like when they did Hammerstein. Much better produced. I'll even say... Impact is way better than what mm. the, than what they're doing. Imp- uh, Impact yeah. looks actually kind of good. Yeah, and I wish they would like... get out of the damn studio where there's more than six fans because that would help immensely. But their bound for glory was pretty good. Yeah, they had, they had a good yeah. people. There. This old timey studio wrestling thing that we're trying it doesn't work anymore. You know why everyone went went away from it? Because it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. There's nothing interesting happening in these fucking shows. It's all garbage. I understand. You're working with the bottom 10% usually because of everyone else is going to AEW or WWE. I get that. I understand that there is a struggle for talent and you're trying to develop people. I'm not bashing the talent in any way, shape, or form. They're busting their ass. But from a production quality only, from a television show watchability, it is the worst in the world. It is awful. I would rather watch New Japan Pro Wrestling's Shows that have just six-man tags in another language than I would ever watch NWA Power. I want you guys to truly understand what I just said. Not the road to shows. Yeah, I want the road to not even the good ones, right? Like, what's the worst, like, big show that they have? Is it, like, Genesis or some Sakura Genesis or whatever the fuck it's called? I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. I want to watch the show right after the big show happens, like the day after Wrestle Kingdom, when it's nothing but tag matches for the next six months. I would watch that on repeat before I watch a new episode of NWA Power. It is brutal. Brutal. I have never worked a day in the professional wrestling industry, but clearly nobody else in the NWA production staff has either. Okay? Because Billy Corgan has clearly gone, how do I just make this the most lowbrow thing ever? That's what happens. Holy shit. My God. It's terrible. And you can't tell me it's not because it's so bad. It is so bad. I've never tried to watch it. So well, just watch a one on YouTube. Just find one that's recent, right? Yeah. And just watch these weird slow-mo entrances for like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then transition, and we're in the ring now. And the ring is six inches away from the entrance ramp. You couldn't just film them walking <laughs> to the ring. It's the dumbest. It's like they made their show on GarageBand or on iMovie by like a Mac. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They go, hey, check this out. Slide transition. It's like they figured out how to use PowerPoint, but in video form. <laughs> That's what they do, okay? It is awful on so many levels. I have a nice camera here that we don't use anymore because I'm a lazy piece of shit, but it's awful. Okay, sorry. I'm off my diatribe, but it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It makes me really sad. Okay. So after Speaking all that- of 1980s wrestling, that's the NWA. <laughs> Good God. I've seen like two NWA matches in my entire life. Yeah. Both of them. They had, they tried. I had me for a second. Three. When Cardona won the title, the NWA title, I went, I will tune in. Yeah. And then I immediately went, 
And now I will tune out. I watched uh, Cody versus Nick Aldis at All In. Okay. Yeah, I watched that, 2018 or something yeah, like that. 2018. Yeah. I watched Cody versus Nick Aldis, the rematch. Yep. And then I watched Marty Skrull and one of the yeah. Nick Aldis. Watching, yeah. Watching that, even that show back. Go back and really watch that show. Because that show, you're like, oh, man, there's a lot of good talent on this. And where do they all go? Not there anymore. Because they go, this is awful. This is terrible. Just... Right. Oh, okay. Anyway, so that back, got, to, back to how, another how, shitty how, show. Yeah. So how did your soapbox start with Carlito and Santos Escobar? Because it's probably a main event in the NWA for oh, the NWA World <laughs> 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 and they would be lucky to have them because it's better than the remnants of whatever the hell EC3 is doing. Because mm-hmm. he looks like he's been he's like, he looks a little bit like a deflated balloon. Like imagine EC3 and TNA, okay. Okay. and now imagine okay. can we, now. Can we try to be nice for a second? I here? can't. I can't. I'm sorry. It's so it frustrates the hell out of me because the NWA title should mean something, and it hasn't meant jack. And I thought when he took it over, mm. I was like, "Hey, the Ten Pounds of Gold series is really good. This is gonna be a something." Nick Aldis is there. Cody's working with him. Blah 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 blah. Cool. Matt Cardona, hottest indie wrestler in the world. Oh, we're gonna make him our world champion. Super smart move. Absolutely phenomenal. And now Tyrus is our champion. And I go, or you can shoot yourself in the foot. Anyway, let's get to Survivor Series. Sorry. Carlito and Santos. Uh, Carlito. Actually, I think Santos wins this. Okay. Yeah. I also think Santos. In a roundabout way, we get back to two guys that somebody cares about. Would would main event in the NWA. A thousand percent. They would absolutely Um, main event. Yeah. I have Santos also. Um, yeah, he needs to win. He's he just established himself as a heel. He needs to win this. Yeah, and Carlito literally doesn't need this. No, for no, no not at all. He needs his old entrance music back. Is what yes, he needs. Yes, he does. This new one sucks. Yes, I, I love the. How do we have the, the? How do we have the most generic Mexican music ever or Latino music? That's yeah, what we decided to go with. Yeah. Awful. Uh, you know, this name's kind of a shocker. WWE Women's World Title Match. Holy shit! Rhea Ripley defending against. <gasps> do you know who? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember her name, though. <laughs> I saw her win the Battle Royal. Zoe Stark. I literally, I, was, I actually watched this live, and I went, oh, she's going to win. I thought Tegan Knox was going to win, like uh-huh. low-key. And then I was like, okay, well, she's going to win. Well, maybe this is a personal. I, oh, and she's gone, too. Oh, and, and then I, I got to a point where I went, I guess it's going to be Zoe Stark. <laughs> I thought Nikki Cross was going to win, and yeah. she just stood there and did nothing, and they yeah. got thrown out. Fantastic. Good so, for her. What am I doing? Um, uh, anyway, Rhea Ripley wins in like the easiest way ever. Yeah, I think this match will actually be better than people think, though, because mm. Zoe Stark can actually go. Um, they really need Jake Cargill just to show up now. Just throwing that out there. They have no depth on Raw right now. No. I think their most entertaining thing besides Rhea is honestly Chelsea Green. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's funny. She's hilarious. She's great. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, yeah, sure. Uh, Especially d- compared to SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, WWE IC title match. Oh shit. We got Gunther. Mm-hmm. Love him. <laughs> <laughs> Defending the title against one Sir Miseroid. Yeah. The Miz. The Miz. Mike. Mike Malin. Michaelson. Mizanin. Um. Gunther kills him. This is going to, yeah, this should be a match where I think he just goes in and just obliterates him. Probably. Like, four minutes, walks in, double foot stomp, drop kick into the corner, power bomb, 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 splash, and we're done. That's that's a lot of power bombs. Yeah. It's about as many uh, Superman punches I saw last yeah. night. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, there. Yeah, Gunther yeah, wins. Gunther wins. Um, I hope it. I hope they they have a plan here to get the title off. Yeah, because so now very, we're kind of getting stagnant. Yeah, I'm very interested if we're getting to. Um, is he going to be holding the title to Mania? 
Yeah, time. and I don't want that. Honestly, I don't, I don't either. Yeah, I, 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 they need to find a guy, whoever this is, right? I'll even acquiesce to your Chad Gable dreams, like. Whatever has to happen, they have to get the Intercontinental title yeah. off them, and they don't want to pull up. Well, I'm just the best television champion ever, and I'm Samoa Joe, so here's the title back. Yeah, we don't want that, do we? No. Lost my shit. That's <laughs> fine. Continue. Yeah, you lost your shit on a Ring of Honor title. Imagine if it's exactly. the Intercontinental exactly. title. That's, imagine, I was at like a six. Yeah. Okay? Imagine I just that. went on a 10 on the NWA there for a second. Yeah, you might, hit, you might yeah. hit that 12. Yeah. We've only seen the 12 like once. Shit on the Intercontinental Championship. See how Rob comes in on a Sunday. <laughs> Shit on the Intercontinental title some more, all right? You've already thrown the U.S. title in the garbage, and now you're trying to redeem no, yourself. No, I was just saying, they're, they're trying. You're trying. They're trying. What did I say, though? Didn't we nail that, though? They did. Impulsive. What's the first thing you see? That United States yeah. Championship. I go, genius. Yo, he, he, genius. He, he cut, like, the greatest promo on that on the yeah. title, too, where yeah. he's like, he's like, yeah, this title just means so much to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like. Then you see he tried to sell it to that one guy? No, that's right. That's, yeah. that's, oh, that's okay. how the video yeah. I met was yeah. like he was like because the dude was like why is it what, what's the deal with the title and he's like well the title means yeah blah blah blah, like, blah. He was like, I don't know who else has held it but I know I just beat Ray Mysterio for it yeah. Seth Rollins probably wants it and then he keeps calling out LA Knight and I go oh god we're so good we're so ahead of the curve yeah and then he's trying to shave metal off of it to see and he goes what are you doing this United States song? I love it it's fantastic yeah no I hasn't I meant more in yeah. a long time um but yeah I'm, I'm interested if. If Gunther's still going to be the lead to win the Rumble, if he's still yes. IC champion, yes, we're getting close. We're getting to nut cutting time on that too. So yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see. If they honestly, here's the thing: if they want to get the title off him, say they want to give it to Gable, fine. He doesn't have to be a one on one match. It could that be it could be a multi way. Like, hey, we got all these people that he's beaten. He's the greatest. He says there's nobody left. Okay, now you got to beat them all. And it, something where he doesn't have to take a pitfall, yeah. and then he just goes I'm off. A, uh, yeah, I know. I'm very interested when they decide to cut it yeah. because there's not a December pay per view. Right, right. Because if there was a December pay per view, I go, yeah, December TLC mm-hmm. or whatever it is, yep. Yep. loses the title, goes into yep. Rumble being the favorite. Yeah. But if he goes into the Rumble still champion, I go, is he still the favorite? And if he wins the Rumble as IZ champion, it and gives I don't me want the, him losing either. Yeah, because then it gives me the big scare of okay, now you're just gonna drop the IC title. Then, yeah, right. Because right. he's gonna be like, I'm, I'm challenging for that. I don't need this anymore. Exactly, and uh, that does nothing unless he takes both. <laughs> And he just runs with both, and then that's even a that's sketchy like a, spot. It's like, it's like, why are we obsessed with having one guy hold all the championships? We've been doing that for the last four years, in case anybody's been wondering. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm interested, I'm interested in that. Not this match, just yeah. what they do with the They need title. a mid-card guy, like an up-and-coming. They need their L.A. night on Raw. They, they don't do. have that right yeah. now. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, women's war games. Yep. So we got uh, team damage control, which I'm digging. Like, yeah. this grouping. Yes. Dig yes. Uh, Asuka, Bailey, Evo Sky, Kyrie Sane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't really go wrong with that grouping. I love the fact that Bailey is clearly the odd one out, and they're doing a great job of telling that story. Mm-hmm. So when Bailey turns, I think you're going to see Eo and Bailey. I do for too. The title, yeah. and I'm very happy about 100%. that. 100. Yeah. Uh, taking on Becky, Bianca, Charlotte, and Shotzi. Which one of these is not like, like the, the other? other. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird not that Charlotte's in this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why is Charlotte yeah. in this one? Um, um, yeah, uh, Team Damage Control has to win. I would hope so, because they're the faction. <laughs> yeah, but I'm we not, know I, how this goes. I, was say, I don't always buy into the. If it's a new faction, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm always like like when Undisputed Era lost like the second and third time, I go second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Fifth, they're still yeah, losing. They're still games. losing. Um, 
I wasn't as mad because I'm like, I don't really, I don't care about this match too much. Yeah. But like when you have this f- newly formed mm-hmm. added person, like yeah. when right, they won the first four, time, you went, this makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So this one, and well, as we get to this next one, I don't think that's necessarily the case for the second one. I yeah. think it's the case for this one. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, I think Dave should win. This you have one. so much history with the four, uh, not including Shotzi, but with like Bianca and Charlotte and Becky, where it's like there should be a level of like I don't really trust you. Like we're no, still in competition. Yeah, 100%. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm like. We're all here for the same goal, but also like, we want to pin. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of spots where I'm trying like, to pin EO to get the number one contender. Yeah, like back. Becky might be pinning, and Bianca goes, wait, wait, I don't want you to pin her. Yeah. I want to pin her because I want the yeah. shot. There's going to be a miscommunication. There's going to be something. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I think Damage Sherman. Now, getting to the men's war games, yeah. I think this one's a slightly it's different the end dynamic. Of the show, folks. <laughs> it's the end of the show. <laughs> they might add that tag team match with the Street Profits or something. Okay, that's not. Uh, no, they can't because they're not the tag team. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, the tag yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fair. Okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, this probably will be the last match on the show. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll open with War Games and then War and Games. And War Games. Yeah. And, then, and yes, I mean, the show will be like two and a half hours long, so. Because War Games will take up 45 on both ends, so. Well, you got 30 of minutes of fluff before we actually get to anything, so here we go. <laughs> anyway, so we have Team Faces. We're going to say Team Cody, but it's Team Faces. We got Cody, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins. Talk about just the four wildest people. Yeah, you can they're put like, together. how do we just. All the baby faces? Yeah. All of them. Taking on the Judgment Day of Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, and J.D. McDonough. I think this and one Drew. is... Oh, yeah, sorry. And so Drew. this one doesn't have an update, yeah. but Drew's going to be on that side. Yeah. There's going to be a fifth member added to Cody's side. <laughs> I Randall Keith. Randall, Randall, Randall Keith. Randy Orton. It's not on this, but it'll be no, added. Yeah, I can fair. imagine. To, I'm, I'm, tomorrow, I'm guessing, it's going to win. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. With, is that a debut that you wait for, like the mystery person debut, or do you just... Tell him ahead of time. So I have I have two thoughts on that. It either could be one where it's like main event and then Randy comes out of nowhere, hits an RKO and he's back and everyone's like, It's Randy Orton, he's yeah. the fifth man of Team Cody. Or we don't know yet, we don't know yet, we don't know yet. Last man out, I hear voices in my head, everyone loses their shit. Yeah, I'm I'm you kinda I'm, I'm kinda conflicted because everyone basically knows it's Randy. Yes. So I'm like, yeah. I think you could just say it beforehand. Yeah. Right. Because I think it'd be more of a shock to do it on yeah. Monday. Yeah. Then it would be to wait because everyone knows yeah. it's him, right? I would find I think it'd be cool too. Where like if he does, he just comes out the pay per view and he and he's not even in there very long, right? Maybe even gets the pin, right? Well, and maybe. now it's like, oh shit, okay. And then like Orton and Cody like have a stare down at the end or something like that. Like I I'm trying to manipulate a way to get me Cody and Orton for the next two months. That's what I'm trying to get basically. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I don't Pretty necessarily problem. know. But either that or wait on that until Cody gets the title, and then that is a feud for the championship. That's first where feud out. I will drool all over myself because that just sounds fantastic. Yeah. Slowest matches ever. But oh the my build god, would be great. Oh my god, those matches will kill me. <laughs> but you think the, Jay White's slow? Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. You think Jay White just sits around and talks the entire match? <laughs> Do you see Cody's sto- still crying? The, the story driven Randy Orton mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes match. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, so it's going to be those five on five. Yeah. Um, I think this is the one baby where win. I think the baby faces win. I don't think the fashion, because they've been a faction for so long, doesn't it doesn't them. it doesn't do anything for them. If Cody or Randy or someone takes a pin yeah. on one of them, I don't the, see a problem. I could see, but I also could see a, a way where they actually give the Judgment Day the win because Drew just joined. Now, I don't know if Drew is necessarily part of Judgment Day or if he's just aligning with them for war games. That hasn't really been fleshed out yet. I think that he's just aligning. I think it's the same thing where 
like the bloodline was yeah. kind of looking after right. the Judgment Day on some stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I think it's kind of like an alliance, not necessarily a join. Right. So in that situation, right, it's like okay, I'm trying to figure out where Drew's in all this because you, I could honestly easily make a path where it's like okay, Drew pins Rollins in War Games. That's how he gets his rematch. A hundred percent. I'm just hoping for some sort of story progression mm-hmm. coming out of this show. Roman's not on here, right? So you're not getting that yet. That's for the Rumble and stuff. I get that, but. There has to be some sort of progression for something in, in pertaining to the world championship, mm-hmm. or else I feel like this whole show is just well, we're just doing war games to do war games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do, do you, I mean it won't? I don't know if it necessarily be in there. Do you think at any point, uh, Damian like cashes in? Maybe at some point. Maybe right? Or like, is there a chance a that Damian walks out as champion at the end of this? That where would be where, where everyone's kind of yeah. dead and Damian's like. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's like he tries to cash in, and then Drew stops him, and then maybe we've got some turmoil there where he's like, "Yeah, I don't like, I don't like him, but I don't want you winning either, mm-hmm. right?" Like, I don't know where they're going with the Drew turn because they just did it. Yeah. I'm trying to understand where the long because they don't have the, the December not having a December pay per view fucks me up a little bit mm-hmm. because you don't have that in between that in the Rumble really mm-hmm. to kind of like how do we get there because the Rumble's in January, right? Okay, so I'm not missing out my timelines. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how do we get there without having a, a, a switch or something. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. A little bit, little bit clunky. There is one interesting storyline that goes on from the Damien Priest thing. I've been seeing a lot. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a thing. Yeah. But the idea that the new briefcase that they gave him doesn't have like the contract mm. in it. Have you mm. seen anything Mm-mm. on that? No. I've seen people like speculate that... Um, the Judgment Day is like gonna turn on on, on priest? priest, and yeah. and so they gave him this new contract, uh, the new briefcase. And it's like, hey, good job, this is your own briefcase, but the briefcase doesn't actually have the mm. thing in it. So when they open it to be like, oh, we're cashing, oh, there's nothing in it, and then he does. Do they actually cash ever open it anymore though? Like no with the thing. I've never. Well, that was the weird thing was people were speculating, and then the the against idea was like they never show the contract yeah, they never so open like, it up like hold on let's fill out documentation yeah mm-hmm. like like yeah. so i don't know if that's actually a thing but i, I just wonder it's an easy way that they could like well they did the make the, well they did make the notion right and made it clear that damien priest was like well i'm the leader of the judgment day and everybody kind of went like yeah exactly like, so like, it's like i don't know if there's a it always feels like there's inner turmoil in the judgment day and then they're okay for a while so i'm very confused as to what's going on so i'm hoping that we get some clarity or at least some progress mm-hmm. into Whatever they want to do, right? Because I don't know, like, what are they looking for at Mania? Are they gonna? Are they trying to set up like a priest Finn match? I imagine that's what they want to do. You know, like, where does that mean? You know, like McDonough's gonna be loyal to Finn, so we're gonna have that, and then you've got, you know, what's Dominic's role in the whole thing? I think I think the idea, at least how I'm taking it, is the Judgment Day are all equals in the group, and so when someone comes out and goes, "I'm the leader," it's like. Really, Rhea's the root leader. Yeah, should just acknowledge that and be done with it. But anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah, this show's going to suck. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just hoping there's some sort of story that goes along with it. Because I'm not looking forward to it. So I've never been a Survivor Series guy. The the whole, if I was ever in that room in 1980, whatever, when they were like, hey, what about this? I would go, hey, that's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that it sounds like nothing everybody would want to watch. But yeah. you only have four pay-per-views a year at the time and no television. I guess you'll take what you can get. Now, 
Yeah. I, I prefer the five on five tags. I think those are way more fun. Yeah. Cause I, I actually like the idea of like, yeah. I like the idea of just like a pin can happen anywhere and then you go down numbers and then you can, you can like really build. You can tell if, a story. Yeah. If you're down, if a tag mm-hmm. team's down two to five and Undertaker it's like, yeah. Debuted at Survivor Series, yeah. right? They yeah. made him yeah. in one or, night. Orton was literally Mr. Survivor Series for like four years in a row where he was yep. like the lone sure survivor was. for every yep. fucking year. I'm just glad it's not Raw versus SmackDown anymore. That's the one thing I will definitely take out of it. Yeah. Not, I don't even mind the champions. I actually thought that was a unique thing they could do where you go, okay, at least you're having champion versus champion, so that's kind of fun. You have top stars going against top yeah. stars. But I was really over the whole five-on-five five Raw versus SmackDown thing because yeah. every year SmackDown would win and still no one gave a shit. Yeah, see, I would hate the, like, Randy Orton's feuding with Wade Barrett, so we're just gonna form faces versus heels off randomly and have you didn't them like DX tandems. versus Radar KO, where DX's team just steamrolls. Yeah, the whole no, thing. yeah, I was just like, it's just like whatever. <laughs> Terrible. I, I actually prefer the Raw versus Smackdown because at least I'm like they're trying to fight yeah. for something. Yeah, maybe the brand split was harder and like it was like a true. No, like, and that you know, also like yeah, I think maybe. I think like when they actually because you don't see those matchups right. Like oh man, I don't see Ray Mysterio versus Kane. Very yeah, often. I think like from like 2003 to 2009 when they did like Raw for SmackDown, yeah. it felt like when you were watching it, like you never saw Cena on SmackDown or something, right. or Cena on Raw or whatever. So when he's on that team versus the other guys, you're like you never see these matchups. Right. But then like now you. Everyone's just everywhere, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Stinks. Yeah. Stink avoid. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to let's get to the fun part. Let's get to AEW full gear. gear. Yeah, we watched that last night. Really good show, yeah. actually. Ratings yeah. ratings on Cage Match are not saying otherwise. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I uh, looking back on it, right? There's a couple that I thought were just okay. Mm-hmm. Um Superman Punch, notwithstanding. Um but I also thought there was Wait, some... wait, wait. They just hit another one. They just I, hit another one. I don't know if you one. noticed yep, that. Yeah, yep. Moxley just got another concussion. He's still bleeding. All right. Um, but I also think that there was some matches at the end of this show where you go, I don't know if you're going to find better storytelling, better mm-hmm. character development, anywhere. I mean, truly anywhere. Like, <laughs> there's a match on this show where you go, that's a match that people are going to remember for a long-ass time. Yeah. I think uh, this show felt like... If you're, if you're like a movie fan, mm-hmm. it felt like Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Where like the first like half, you were like, this is like a good movie. Yeah, we're getting But like, there. I'm we're not like, there. I'm not really getting anything. And then you hit like, we'll talk about the part. Yeah. And you go, oh, this just yeah. kicked up a gear. Like we are in another mm-hmm. movie right now. Yeah. Um, it's kind yeah. of what it felt like to me. Yeah, let's get to it. Uh, we opened the show. Actually, we'll hit the pre-show for a second. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Yeah. yeah so the main event of the pre-show, the first two matches... Yeah, slide, slide under. Yeah. The, the Eddie Kingston of, retain and uh, Claudio beat Blake Matthews. Next. Yes. Or Buddy, Buddy Matthews. Matthews. Sorry. Next. Uh, so we had Samojo yep. and we had MJF yep. taking on the guns. Yep. And uh, the guns were in control for most of the match yep. until someone's music hit. Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole's baby's music hit, yep. which got the distraction, which allowed Samojo to submit one of the guns yep. and win the match. And then he said, you we had me. an agreement. You yep. owe me. Walked out, and then the gun said, "We're gonna kill MGF." Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Kills MGF. Gets taken off in an ambulance, and now he's not gonna be on the show anymore. Yep. So now it's Adam wrong. Cole made a promise to to his best bro Chacho, mm-hmm. MJF, that he was not gonna let him take away his title, and so he's going to go out in the main event and wrestle Jay White. Yep. Exactly. 
Ta-da. Ta-da. So, so that, that was in the pre-show. Yep. Well, so if you didn't watch that part, you'd be so confused on what's happening through hey, the show. Well, real quick, I don't. I, we're, I mean, we're already kind of going long on time, but I want to ask you, do you like the approach of having a major angle for a show like this on a pre-show, or do you not, depending on where you're at with it? Like, so, Because like, if you don't watch the pre-show, you're confused. If you do watch the pre-show, you're getting rewarded for watching the pre-show, but also... Well, now you're not necessarily the injury part of it, right? Yeah. So take that out for just a second. Yeah, yeah. Any sort of major angle like that, do you like the fact that they did it on the pre-show? I don't mind that they did it on the pre-show. Okay. Um, what's the difference between the pre-show and the opening match of the show? That's why I was asking. Like, I don't really necessarily have a preference. Yeah. I just because I'm sure someone's gonna find a way to bitch and be like, "Well, I didn't watch the pre-show." I go, "Well, that's on you. You're getting yeah. you're getting rewarded. They're obviously gonna review it before the sh- as the show starts. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, they went through it like 45 times. Exactly. You're getting it. Yeah, but I do think. It, it's 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 reward. It's like when you watch week to week, yeah, and, and then like, they oh. hit that they hit that little spot in yeah. the in the pay per view right. where you go, oh, if you watch week to week, that spot means something. Yeah. If you don't, it's just a good spot. That's why we didn't like? It's clearly why we didn't like Orange Cassidy and John Moxley because we don't watch week. Yeah, apparently, yeah, we, we're missing something. <laughs> Next, um, all right. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. So that's that happened. Um, I do like having a long term. Um, angle through the show though yeah it's something nice. that they yeah, kind of bring nice up thread. often yep. a nice through thread i kind of mm-hmm. like that idea yep, absolutely um anyway so we actually opened the show on pay-per-view yep with the six-man tag so we had the um the patriarchy is their official name which i think is just I love it. just praise god and we, and we attempted to have a sing-along with christian's theme music didn't necessarily hit the way we wanted it to yeah, but it's not we, the we greatest make... sing-along but yeah. it kind of works uh so we had christian luchasaurus and nick wayne Taking on the team of Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland, and Shocker, Shocker, Ric Flair yeah. was there. Yeah. Um, Woo. <laughs> and then, uh, not shocking, literally in the slightest, Adam Cole gets the pin. Adam on Copeland. Adam, Adam Copeland. Yeah. Sorry, Adam Copeland. They really close names. Outside a lot of Adams letters. on the show. A lot of Adams on the show is made clear. Yeah. Uh, Adam Copeland gets the pin on Nick Wayne, and yep. Team Sting comes off victorious. Team. Yep. It was a match. It was, it was fine. a match. It was an opener. Yeah, it was a fun opener. Yeah, everyone's um, excited, right? It's it's three super over baby faces. Everyone's booing the hell out of Christian. They're doing a phenomenal job of building the tension for Christian and Edge. I think though. I think the best thing they oh. did in this match was never have them touch. Yes, and the tease They're was like, great. You tease like three or four times, yes. but they never actually hooked up and touched. Yep. And so when they yep. do at World's End or yeah. at Revolution or whenever the fuck they're going to do their thing. Try at. to milk it to Wembley. Yeah, milk it to Wembley somehow. <laughs> God, 10 months of this stuff would be crazy. Yeah, uh, I watched WWE try to do it, though, so they can try, but it's not going to work. The Usos are going to fight at Mania. You don't know it yet, yeah. but they are. <laughs> they've, been, they've been locked in since middle of July exactly. for April, so that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but whenever they touch, mm-hmm. that first match is going to be awesome. Yeah, whenever it's going to be really good. It's going to be impactful. Um, yeah, they're doing a really good job with it. Christian's out of his mind right now. Yeah, Edge is just a flailing baby face, so it's fine. But mm-hmm. Christian, yeah, Christian's, really, really, Christian's really doing all the heavy lifting here. It's great. Yeah. Uh, next up, we were just kind of joking about it. So we had Orange Cassidy taking on John Moxley. Uh, Orange Cassidy had Hook in his corner. Moxley had Wheeler Yuta in his corner. And after 12 minutes, you know, because their main event one went like 45 minutes. 12 minutes in. This match and the placement of this match is so intentional because it was, hey, Let's feel really good about Sting last time in California, blah, blah, blah. Let's hurry up and squeeze this match in here so we can get this over with so nobody forget, remembers it at the end of the night. Yeah. That's all this was. This was fundamental. Moxley still somehow bleeds. 
there was no heat in here. Mm-hmm. There was this. It was not very good. It just wasn't. And I think it's hurt because their first match was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. This one very much felt like we'll get to a third one where we switch the title and we're off on our merry way. Yeah. Uh, not a lot to this. Yeah, this not, was this was awesome. the one match that I felt honestly where everybody went. We know you had some situations happen that were out of your control, so we're not going to kill you over it. But we also don't really need this. Yeah, here. and I will say, in match quality, was actually it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I wouldn't like hate on it. It's yeah. not a reason it wasn't why I wouldn't. Shit. No, yeah. it wasn't a shit match by any stretch of the imagination. But when you look at compare it to some of these other stuff that's on this show, and you go, "Wow, the level of heat, the level of interest." Way different, yeah. way different scale. Yeah. Uh, next and the up, finish kind of came out of like was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had AEW Women's World Title Match. We had Tony Storm defeating Carl Sheeta to win the championship in ten minutes and twenty five seconds. Um, this was the shortest match on the show. Really? Yep. Uh-huh. It was. Uh-huh. Uh, only went ten minutes, hmm. and um, yeah, it was a it was a match. It more was about, more it about, was more about Tony. just Tony winning it yeah. and just her character is so much fun. Yeah. Um, Here's this amazing, right? It's it's funny. It's once she actually has a character, people care and her actually's over. Yeah. When you just walk out here and, oh, well, this is Tony Storm. Okay, yeah. great. And? Yeah, well, she do the black and white stuff and, yeah, and great. her movie thing. And yeah. she wrote a letter to Tony Khan that she couldn't show up and Tony was reading the letter to the, to the scrum after. Yeah. It was the funniest thing because she was using so many like yeah. – words that didn't make sense in the thing <laughs> and he was just like i don't understand what this says i don't think she's gonna be here and yeah. i was like it's so funny yeah um doing really good stuff um see where she goes from all there. you got to do to become AEW women's world champion is two things number one get signed Two, get a gimmick that's over for more than a month here you're champion yep that's all it takes um yeah so those three matches happen and at that point, and I said, we went, yeah, and we gear. said, we said second gear hardcore, yeah. uh, AEW world tag team fatal four way ladder match. Thank God they added the ladder match. Yeah. I think it helped this match a lot, by oh, the yeah, way. This match was not good on paper until the ladder part. Got um, obviously big bill and Ricky Starks retains in 20 minutes, but I think the first like seven minutes mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what are we trying to do here? Mm-hmm. And then the last like 10 minutes was like, yeah, they stepped it up. Balls to the wall, doing all their cool spots. Yeah. Really fun match. No, this was really good. It was different than normal ladder matches because you didn't have that true typical high flyer in there. And I kind of made that comment while we were watching. I go, this is going to be interesting how they do this because you got a couple big guys in here, uh, more technical guys like in FTR and Ricky, uh, Roosh and Drillistico really aren't high flyers in the traditional sense. So they, they it was a lot of prep, a lot mm-hmm. of prep work, a lot of building, 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 building. Everybody kind of had their moment. Yeah. And I think overarchingly what you can kind of glean from this was this is another moment to get Ricky Starks over. He's the one standing at the top of the ladder at the end of the night with a championship in his hand and you go Ricky Starks. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think instead of the high flying ladder spots, they went more of the the bruiser type ladder spots. They went a lot of throwing an atom. Yeah. We're going to put you in the corner and I'm going to run full speed at you and just like, like drop you with the ladder there. A more violent. Yeah. It was a lot more violent than uh, I'm going to do a six thirty off the top of a ladder onto you guys. Agreed. Which I actually slightly prefer. It was good. Like it's cool to watch a guy jump off a 40 foot ladder onto someone, but I also like you just like jamming a ladder into someone's face. I think it's also (laughs) kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big bill and Ricky starts retain yep. and we'll get to it later. We have challengers for them. Finally. So, uh, next up here, the match I thought was just going to die on a hill. 
Ended up not dying on the no, hill as much as no, I thought. No, uh, But not the ending I wanted either. We had the AEW TBS title match. Yep. Uh, we have Chris Taylor defending against Sky Blue and Julia Hart. Julia Hart taking the win. Um, I would have liked to see Sky Blue win here. Mm-hmm. Um, not maybe because of story. I think Sky Blue looked the... Well, not the best. Chris Taylor looked the best. Yeah. But Sky Blue... Looked really, yeah, really good out, in this. It was coming out party for her, for sure. Yeah. Like, she was hitting everything. She yeah. didn't really miss a lot. Yeah. And I was like, all right, she's kind of hitting. And then Julie Hart kind of felt like the third person out, yeah. but scaped in and, yeah. and, and won the title. Yeah, so. there, there was a there was a report out there that they're going to really get behind Julia the next you know year or so, which is cool. I think she's developed. I think she's gotten way better in-ring-wise in a very she's, short amount of time. She's better in-ring, and her character's fun. Yeah, for sure. The whole House of Black thing is really nice for them. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this match was the most impressive match of the night, considering that you knew you were going in into an uphill battle, and they got the fans into it. Mm-hmm. By the end of that night, or by the end of that match, they had the fans locked in, and you you felt it was silent, silent, silent. Okay, pick her up, pick it up, pick it up, into they were with them by the end of it. They mm-hmm. were with them on the false finishes. I thought it was a really, really, really great job by all three because that's a death sentence to follow that match and then the match afterwards, which you're like, you're sandwiched in between two good shit. The fact they were able to kind of step out and stand out in their own way. A little bit, yeah. Great job. Fantastic job by them. So before we hit the third gear, which actually might just go up to like eighth gear. Oh, my God. uh, The two um, announcements that were made here. So we have um, Mark Briscoe and Eddie Kingston confirmed for the Mm -hmm. content classic. Um, Who knows what the rules of that yeah, Eddie Kingston's putting his titles on the line. He's or putting something. his titles on the line. There's a third one to make a triple crown thing. Yeah. I don't know how all that's going to work. I don't know either. I'm just going to wait till the end of the thing and go, yeah. oh, okay. He well, has the, the idea is basically a G1 of two 16 blocks. Yep. They're going to fight for the next five weeks on Dynamite and Rampages, which I was like, that's the best thing you could do. Absolutely. Is just have three banger matches lined yep. up on your show. That have stakes. That have stakes for the next five weeks going yes. into World's End. So what I want WWE to do forever yep. is do a G1 thing and go, okay, Raw, you have eight guys, SmackDown, you have eight guys, and every week you just have tournament matches to get through the summer when it, no one's doing anything. <laughs> Crazy how that works, yeah. but whatever. Yep. AEW's doing it. I'm excited. And the guys, the four people they announced so far, Brian, Andrade, Mark Briscoe, Eddie and Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Yep. I think they're four solid picks. I wouldn't oh, yeah. say they're the four best in the world or anything. No. But they're solid picks for a thing yeah, like this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. got to have a little balance everywhere, right? For every Brian Danielson, you're going to have to have a Tai Chi, right? Like, you yeah, exactly. Have those yeah, you got to fill in. The, solid. the G1 in New yeah. Japan is awesome, and they film with the Taijis and the Toroyanos yeah, yeah. and those kind of guys yeah. to kind of fill out the rest. When you Where the, it's believable they can beat certain people, but not everybody, right? For, you know. Yeah, so it's like Mark Briscoe will get an upset win over Brian yeah. or something, but then yeah. we'll go one and five or so exactly. whatever. So it'll happen. Uh, the other piece of news is Tony Khan said earlier in the week, big signing, big signing, one of the best in the world. We all said, I don't believe you until I see it because your announcements mean nothing to me. Until <laughs> You're not wrong. Every time he has an announcement, it's Big announcement. So hey, tickets are on sale. Hey, great. Thanks. Thanks. I don't give a shit. Yeah. This one, Sir Will William Os- yeah. Osprey signs with AEW. Uh, my initial thought. Not the happiest I could have been. No, honestly, you know what it is? It, it's because for me, I feel like his ceiling, He's I, I feel like he's already reached his ceiling in AEW and he hasn't even stepped foot <laughs> exactly. in the ring. Like, seriously. Yeah. What is he going to do that's any different than yeah. what he's doing no, now? No, no, no. Yeah. Nothing. 
I felt like, and everyone's going to be like, you're just a WWE guy. But I honestly felt like if he was going to go to WWE, and I, I, I think two things. Wembley and he getting to live in the UK still is probably the two biggest deciding factors for him. I think the money was comparable. Right? I, I was just saying, yeah. I, they both offer yeah. him multi-millions. Yeah, they were like, and they were here like, you go, what do you want? I think WWE, though, I think would have given him a platform to really grow as a performer. Mm-hmm. As from a character standpoint, he's always going to be awesome in the ring. That's never the issue. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, like, okay, how do we develop this character? How do we get that Mike skills to a next level? How do we, how do we put the shine on him in the right way? I don't think AEW is going to do anything. AEW is going to go, it's not broke. We're not going to fix it. And he's going to do the exact same thing. And that's where you're going to die a little bit because that's what they did with Jay White. Mm-hmm. And, and Jay White's not necessarily, now I get it. He was in the main event of the show. I understand that. But, it's not like Jay White's flourishing right now in <laughs> AEW, right? And I'm and I'm not we'll trying there. to be critical of it, but like, I'm glad that you kind of agree with me in that sentiment because I, I did I didn't want to seem overly critical. Is it great that he's here? Yes, he's yeah. in the states. Listen, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, my my yeah. thought process was um he needed to go to WWE or AEW. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of the he yeah. had to be on mainstream. Yeah, US TV television. for US for US yeah. audiences. He had to go to one of the two. Yeah, because uh, I'm tired of watching people talk about. AEW and like pre- like predict like right. Forbidden Door and go. I've seen like Osprey in like two matches and I'm like, yeah, right. You need to watch him more. Right. Like he's he right. deserves to be on more TV and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I, he needed to go to one of the two. I just want him to go to the place that he's has 95 percent of the roster he hasn't worked with yet. Yeah, yeah, Dude, I agree with you there too, 100. percent Like yeah. he walks into WWE, Roman, Logan Paul, LA Knight, Seth Rollins, Gunther. Yep. I'm like, you're just walking down the line of two years worth of stories. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton, immediately, all these guys that yeah. are only Kevin WWE. Owens, Kevin Sami Owens, Zane, Sami Zayn, Finn Balor, like yeah, yeah, Damian Priest, yeah. like Cody, all these guys is just walking down the line of even Cody, wow, exactly, um, and then at the end, like Carmelo Hayes mm-hmm. and all these, like mm-hmm. just line them up. You have years worth of stories with those guys, Absolutely. and that was the thing with AEW. You've already worked with like. 75 percent yeah, of these it's like, people okay, it's like okay great you're gonna do us and kenny at wembley like i'm, I'm already willing to yeah, write that it's, stone. It's, it's there uh but like him and swerve will be great but like yeah. him and hangman i've seen before yeah. him and jay white i've seen before like yeah. he's not doing anything new there so i'm happy that he's there and i think they're gonna he's a high pro he's gonna they're gonna use him of course of course but yeah. it's just i think I he would have flourished in WWE. i think it was limited dates I think it was limited dates. I think it was getting to live in the UK. And, and it, was it was Wembley. Yes. I think those are the three things that got him over the hump that they weren't yeah. going to get. And I will him. say, so I watched the the scrum that he was in on the last point. Yeah. He, they watched I watched the scrum and like the way Will talks about Tony Khan yeah. was like, I, I don't feel like there's any way he was going to WWE. He was yeah. like, you've done so much for me and yeah. you've helped me out so much. And right. like, it was one of those, like you help, like, cause he's very loyal to new Japan in that yeah, sense where right. he wasn't going to screw new Japan over. He's like, I'll work whatever you want until yeah. my deal's done. Right. Like he's a very loyal person. So the way Tony treats him, he was probably like, you yeah. treat me well, you got me in Wembley. Like yeah. I'll repay the favor yeah. a little bit. I'm just interested to kind of see. I hope that they use him correctly and they put him in a main event spot and he's there, right? I'm just worried that he's going to come in. And here's the issue that AEW's had, I think, historically so far is, you know, outside of guys like Kenny and Jericho, who they've kind of maintained at, like, the top of the card for the most part, and MJF, obviously. Outside of that, though, they have a hard time keeping the momentum with guys who are debuting. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they come in, it's like, oh, shit, Adam Cole's here. Awesome. And then he doesn't win an actual match of any sort of importance for the next six months. Yeah. So it's like those are the things where it's like you're so top heavy. My my hope. Yeah. My one hope 
and that he does at least early on mm-hmm. is I hope they give him like the international championship. Yes, something. and just just go yeah. open challenge, baby. Mm-hmm. Who you got? And just line people up for him because yeah. then the match quality and that title will skyrocket, mm-hmm. like he did for the U.S. title, basically yeah, for New absolutely. Japan. Yeah, yeah. As he wins it, he has bangers with Kenny, he has bangers with mm-hmm. Shoto Amino, and now it's look all these guys they have in New Japan now, and the U.S. titles never meant more. Yeah, it's absolutely. like one of those things. Agreed. That's kind of what I hope they do with him until he gets in the world yeah. title picture. It just. But. It's and the other thing too is I think honestly he would make a bigger impact in WWE because they don't have anybody like him. Yeah, they have ev- everybody in AEW to an extent is kind of like it's well, a workhorse guy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we have Kenny Omega. Oh, we have Brian Danielson. We yeah. have, we can get Okada for yeah. a show yeah. if it's we need. Like, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's you would be a albatross in the field of deer, right? Like it's it's a completely like yeah. you would be the standout guy. Now, obviously, you have guys like AJ and, and Seth, Seth who can and do Seth that stuff, can... but on a night to night basis, where you go, this guy is a walking phenomenon, and we can put him with guys and with our production value and our story yeah. and the character development that we're going to invest into you. Holy shit. Yeah. Imagine the level. I was going to say, Osprey could take a 12-minute match and make exactly. it incredible on exactly. a Raw or a SmackDown. A thousand percent. Like, him and Gunther together could be something that we've never seen before, mm-hmm. just based on their style, size, all that shit, right? Like, like I said, I'm not shitting on it. I'm glad he's on American soil. I'm glad he's going to kick ass. That's great. Yeah. I just think that from a fan perspective, I think you would have gotten more runway with him in WWE. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. That yeah. was where I wanted him to end up. Yeah, me too. When he, his contract was coming up. Yeah. But I'm just glad he he's signed on one, he yeah, signed he's, on he's one of them. He's in American and, television. And I will watch him starting February, middle of February, go right. into Revolution. He'll be on Dynamites and Collisions yep. going forward. So. Which is cool. And it'll be cool when they come back to Detroit sometime. He might be on one of those shows yeah. and we can watch him. Absolutely. And, so. For sure. Uh, all right, back to wrestling cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a match. That might be contender for match of the year. Oh, I think it is right now. I think it has to be. It's. Uh, I think it's match. one of four. Oh God! It, this, and just in yeah. general, in all of W, like all of wrestling. Yeah. I think it's probably one mm-hmm. of three or four. Yeah. It that was, it's up it was, there. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Swerve Strickland versus uh, Hangman Adam Page, Texas Death Match. I mean, I think the only thing that is a negative yeah. is if you're not a big fan of like hardcore. Yeah. Right. Like people. Right, right doing things to each other. Yeah. Like, cause that was a big knock when like, um, Kenny and Moxley did their yeah. lights out thing mm-hmm. was people were like, this is not my cup of tea. Yeah. So I right. don't like this. That's fair. If you're not a death match person, right. Understandable. But other than that, it's about as good as you can get. Um, yeah. Best match of the night. It's not really close. Not really. Um, this was phenomenal. Uh, it, it's, I, I rarely do this, but if you need to watch this show and you need to watch this match, like yeah. if you, if you didn't, if you're an AEW fan, if you're a wrestling fan, if you like one of these guys, if you have any interest at all in yeah. good, in good story to, here's the thing. Yeah. There's a lot of violence to it. Right. And if that's not your thing, I get that. But the storytelling was tippy, tippy top. Uh, I put this like in my personal yeah. opinion for this year for AEW yeah. specifically, yeah. the three matches I would say you need to go out and watch this match mm-hmm. are MJF and Brian in that 60 minute Iron Man, mm-hmm. Kenny and Omega at Forbidden Door, yep. and this match. Yeah, th- this those was... are the three that I'm like, if you're going to watch anything, yeah. watch those three. Because those this three was... have storytelling, yeah. it has the physicality, mm-hmm. it has great moves yeah. and doing mm-hmm. everything and working yeah. well together. They didn't miss a single spot. Like there wasn't yeah. one spot where I was like, Oh, that looked bad or something. like everything looked gruesome and 
yep. look like they hurt. had to, you know, they the only the only I think negative I would say is the interference portion. And the only reason why I, I didn't like that was and I understand why is because you still had to keep Hangman strong. Relatively. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if he's gonna lose, he's gotta look Especially good if you're gonna lose it. like back to back pay per views exactly. to the same guy. Exactly. Like you're not doing a one one yeah. third match. Like it's mm-hmm. you, you lost two out to this right, guy. Yeah, you've lost the feud. Yeah. Um but outside of that, this was phenomenal. I'm 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 expediting. Assuming Cole can get back and they finally blow pay this off, right? One whenever they get the title off of MJF, Swerve is real close to next in yeah, line. Yeah, I I said my next like yeah. two, like he's one of the next three to four world champions. Yeah, it might even be two because I think Cole's probably the immediate guy. I would hope uh, so. you would imagine. Um, but that first heel that co- now Cole might be a heel, yeah, so it right. might be weird to get mm-hmm. that interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Cole gets it, maybe there's an intermediate guy between Cole and him. But like that first, like that next big guy is Swerve. I, I mean, he's on another level right now. Yeah, like legitimately, he he's is. Awesome. He is on another level. And I know people are tired of me drooling all over this dude, but seriously, yeah. he is stepping up his game. His body looks different. His in-ring work looks different. Yeah. The promo work and is I'll, different. I'll say this, yeah. and not as a shot or anything, if this whole MGF Adam Cole story has to last longer than double or nothing to pay it off, mm-hmm. give him the international championship. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, just to fill the void. Here's the just thing. Keep him hot. You could just do it. Orange is hot. Yeah, have Swerve take it. Yeah, like, listen, if, if you're not gonna, and this is why I was confused by the finish of that match because, like, if you're not gonna pivot back to Moxley and just kind of pick up where we left off, why not give it to Swerve? He, you don't have a hotter heel right now. Christian's already the TNT champion. Who else you got? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and I, I, he is, he should be holding something. I yes, feel like agreed. Honestly, at this point, I hope he's in the Continental Classic thing. Yeah, if he's the one to do it, you're not gonna hear me bitch. No. Uh, he's he's fantastic. He's really not outer worldly good right now. Super yeah. hot. Yeah, super hot mm-hmm. on top of the game. Like I said, international champion right now. I mean, if this Adam Cole thing wraps up by like mm-hmm. revolution, like March time, mm-hmm. I go that you could probably go on one more feud mm-hmm. and then get into yeah. the world title thing or whatever. Yeah. But like, I don't want him waiting till this time next year right. to finally get in there because right. I don't think he'll be hot this time next yeah, year. Yeah. Well, it's like we haven't rate. paid it off, right? It's like okay, we get it. He's awesome. What are you gonna do with him? Yeah. Right. Um. I know we didn't talk a ton about the actual match itself because I think people just need to kind of watch it. I, yeah. I don't want to spend too much time. We're already an hour and a half into it, but they really, I it really, you really need to go watch this match. Yeah. This was phenomenal. I mean, um, they hit every cliche of hardcore match. I mean, yeah, yeah. from like stapling yeah. to the glass or thumbtack yeah. spots, yeah. center to block, center block. Like they yeah. hit tables, uh, tables, chairs. barbed wire stuff. Like they hit every. If you're a relatively deathmatch kind of fan, mm-hmm. they hit every key point that you want in it was fantastic yeah. it was perfect it was great yeah. it was awesome yeah um yeah That's, loved it yeah loved it loved it loved not it, loved much it. else to say nope uh so we had our co-main event which mm-hmm. <laughs> follow that shit good yeah god yeah and they did they did a really nice job they really did a nice job uh bucks taking on kenny and, and jericho yep um Stipulation obviously being Golden Jets are either going to disband if they lose or win the tag shot if they win, mm-hmm. and the Golden Jets take the win. And um, the Bucks threw a temper tantrum. Bucks after. threw a temper tantrum. It was your standard. Kenny's like, let's have a fair match here, young Bucks, with mm-hmm. whatever teammate I have, yep. i.e. Kota Ibushi, Hangman, or Jericho, because it's the exact same match three straight <laughs> times, basically. But uh, they were, let's have a fair match. And then the Bucks start cheating and go, okay. 
I'm just going to beat you now. And, and then they, they beat, beat them. them. Yep, pretty much. Rinse and repeat. Summary, uh, it nailed it. Yeah, really, still solid. Um, I'm kind of hopeful that Kenny and Jericho win the tag titles. Yes. That'd be nice. I think will be fun. That'd be cool. Yeah, if, if Kenny's not going to be doing single stuff, like we said, with Orange, and hopefully mm-hmm. Swerve gets in that picture, Cole and MJF got that world title. Yeah, right. Edge and, yep. and what's his fit? Christian, Christian have the, the TNT locked up. Yep. If all that stuff's kind of all locked up, just give him the tags, put him in the tag division, oh, and, yeah. and yeah. ride that out. Absolutely. So, yep. uh, but yeah, but very good match. Um, you know, this is a solid Young Bucks, Kenny Omega tag match. Not going to have no complaints for me. No. It was good. And then our main event, um, we had uh, Jay White coming out with the world title. I, I thought it was so funny because I was like, when him and Adam Cole were in the ring, I said, none of these guys are world champion, <laughs> and they're both going to fight for the world title somehow. Yeah, right. It's going to be crazy. Uh, then you get the ambulance. Yep. MJF's driving the ambulance back, comes into the ring. It's actually MJF and Jay White. I wonder how people took this. Yep. I'm very interested to see like the discourse on – so you like it was MJF versus Jay White all the way up until the show starts. Mm-hmm. Then it's no, we're gonna switch, and we have a graphic mm-hmm. for Adam Cole and Jay White. I know, like get ready, this is your new main event. Yep. Oh, we're going back to the original main event. Yep. I wonder how that kind of went over. I wonder yep. if that changed numbers or did anything to anybody. I'm interested to see. Yeah. But um, the match was fine. MJF is so good at selling that he just sells the leg like it's. The end mm-hmm. of the world the entire time. Mm-hmm. And Jay White can't beat someone with one leg. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, storytelling, phenomenal. Um, really good job. MGF is on another level right now. He just is. Everything he touches turns to gold. Um, you you killed you killed Jay White, though. You killed Jay White. You killed the Bullet Club. He beat him with one leg. Um, it's not like Adam Cole even got inter- like interfered, like hit him with a cane or anything to help with the win. Nope. Beats him clean in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Um I know he hit him with the diamond ring or whatever else like that, but I go, all's fair is fair, I guess. Um, I don't know what you do with Jay White. He has no leg to stand on, no pun intended, um, with this. Like, legit. Like, he lost to a guy who was attacked at the beginning of the show. The guns helped you. You still couldn't win. Um, it was like a it was a much worse version of the Johnny Gargano on the yes, Arrow thing. Yes, because Cole wasn't hurt. Yeah, or right. Anything. Exactly. But it was like one yeah. guy literally with just one leg just beating yeah. everybody. Um, I thought the match was still really good. I thought they told a great story, but you you killed you killed Jay White to save this Adam this Adam Cole MJF feud better fucking pay off. Because if it doesn't and it falls flat or they can't do it for whatever reason, you've got a lot of TV time invested in this world title reign to this angle, and I'm still waiting, right? So it's like it better hit, and it better hit right, or else I'm going to be upset because you're you're really sacrificing a lot of guys to get this prolonged, mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, and so at this point, the show goes off the air. Nothing yep. crazy happens at nope. the end of the show. Yep. I think you have to imagine the devil is Adam Cole at this point. It has to be. And honestly, I know people are – I've seen some discourse on Twitter about this, and and we'll wrap this up here in a second. But, like, people are like, well, it's too too obvious Adam Cole. I go, sometimes it needs to be the obvious And I think – here's the thing is I think it's it's obvious, and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it being obvious. Um, I do think they've thrown in enough – 
uh, curveballs yeah. and enough like yeah. shots at other like yeah. when you can get through the discourse and you film through glass or whatever yeah. and then the commentary goes oh that's real glass and everyone goes maybe it's Jungle Boy right or people right. go is mm-hmm. it Tony Khan overthinking everything like right. when you have mm-hmm. other options and they're making other options on the fly yep. I think it's good I think the reason why the and this is this was gonna harp back to a reason I was gonna hate it yeah. but I think it's a great idea is. I was going to hate it if the devil showed up because I go, okay, Adam Cole and MJF are both yeah, there. Right. How does he show up? Right. Oh, the devil was there the whole time. It's Adam Cole. Right, exactly. He was there exactly. next to him exactly. the entire time, and he was going to throw in the towel. Uh-huh. He never did, yeah, but, but, he, thought it, but it. he thought about right. it. And, said, and they left the it. ring there, and he almost cost him the towel because Jay White grabbed it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of these little things. There's a lot of things. Easter eggs that was like, I'm subtly trying to make you yes. lose the title. yes. Yeah, but you're and not you're, losing and you're it. Not losing it. So I guess I have to. You know, like I have to. I'm gonna have to be the one to do it later, right. which I hope is the story they tell. And then Cole Same. takes that one. I point. agree. I agree. I know sometimes it's like, well, it doesn't need to be so transparent. I go, but that's the point. Is that to your point? You made a great point about this early on. Is if you watch and you pay attention, you are being rewarded for paying attention. Yeah. Because guess what? The 12 year old watching this hasn't put it together. Yeah. The 12 year old is glad that and I think you know what I mean. I think the and this is one of the the big points of it is yeah. right after their match um, mm-hmm. at all. in, I think mm-hmm. it was, and you had the devil mask right behind Cole. It's those moments where you go, Oh, it's definitely Cole Cause yeah. he has the mask in his locker room mm-hmm. right behind him. But MGF doesn't see it. It's like when you watch a TV show and you know who the murderer person is, mm-hmm. but the cops don't. Yeah. And you go, it's obviously that person. Right. But yes. it's like, you're coming up, but you're comparison. coming up with like all the red herrings of right. like, it might right. be this guy. It might be yeah. this guy. Well, it's, it's her. It's her, it's not her, but it's it's yeah. not. It's yeah. this yeah. person. Right. How do you not see it? You're kind of just yelling at the TV like MJF. How do you not see it's yes. Adam Cole? Yes, but he's blinded. and I think that's part of it. And if it is Cole, which it should be, that's the beauty of it, in my opinion, because it's it's the fan is saying, at, "Why don't you see it? Yeah, what well, I'm rooting for you. I want you to. I want to help yeah. you. You are the good I'm guy. Invested. I'm invested in you. Yes, can't you see it's Adam Cole? Right. Why like, don't you listen to us? We're the ones that are helping yeah. you here. We're and, your yeah. scumbag. Exactly. Listen to us. Exactly. And he's not listening to us. He. He's listening to his best friend, and then when exactly. that bites him in the ass, he's right. gonna he's gonna be more baby face than he oh, was yeah. right now. Yes. Because when it bites him in the ass, he's gonna go, "God, you guys were right. The yep. whole all of my fans were right. Yep. Now I'm gonna be full baby face to all the fans, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go after Adam Cole. Exactly. And that's where it's gonna be fun. A thousand percent. This is a great show, though. I, I give this higher marks for this for this show. Yeah. If for no other reason, those three matches that we outlined, the tag, uh, the swerve, uh, swerve, and, and then the, and the, yeah, I mean. All good. All good stuff. The ladder match was great. Jericho and stuff. The women's was good. matches, I think, did what they had to do Solid. for matches Solid. that people I don't not think really there's a about. bad match on this show. If I had to rank it, I'd say Orange and Moxley's probably the, the worst. Least, like the one where I go, I'm not going to watch that match ever again. Mm-hmm. Then probably the six man, then women's title, other women's match. Yeah. Top four. However way you want to say it. Yeah. And then obviously. And when your worst match is Orange Cassidy and, and Don Moxley for what they did. Exactly. Can't thousand percent. Next week, we're talking Michigan OSU, the fallout from it. We're talking Survivor. Is Survivor on Saturday? Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll be talking Survivor Series as well, talking some fallout. Maybe some preview of the AEW Continental Classic as well. Maybe we'll talk about the first yeah. couple or, matches. Yeah, there. I was going to say. Cause the or first at least ma- some explanation. <laughs> I was going to say, the first match should be... Um, yeah, uh, is Brian it this, and somebody. Is it is it this week of Thanksgiving or is it the week after Thanksgiving? I don't it's know. This Wednesday, but anyway. Yeah, so we'll talk way, about like the first match. Yeah, we're talking that, and we will be doing a Lions check-in as well after their two-game division uh, stretch, stretch here against the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. But that's it. On behalf of the Missing Wheelman, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. We will see you guys, as always, next time.